Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Engage podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Simon. And today it is our 100th episode. Yay! And this one obviously is a very special one because not only have we just reached 100 episodes, we're also going to be getting on some of our most uh, featured guests. And starting us off, as as you can tell, I'm sure, um, is um, Stephen from the Geek of is that where I meant to say something? Or? <laughs> you usually do. Oh, hello. <laughs> yes, it is I. I'm Stephen from the... I love how you say the Geek Apocalypse as well. Like, it's the, it's the one and only. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I picked it as a name. I thought it was a cool name. So, yeah. I'm, it sounds yeah, better. It is. It's a bit like with the Engage podcast, not Engage, the, yeah. the short-lived official podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like a band, isn't it? It's like the jam. Yeah. <laughs> the actually just makes it stand out a bit more, even though it's just yeah. a simple word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, thank you for coming on, Stephen. Um, no problem at all. Said, said and for taking the time to come on. It's said you are actually our most featured guest, and oh. vice versa, I believe. Like sort of us coming in yours and yeah, like, the times. I'm confusing myself. You've come on ours the most. I'm not sure if we've come on the most on yours. I don't know why I said that. You'd, you'd, you'd be up there. I mean, I've had a few <laughs> few returning people. Um, I think maybe because I just um, recorded an episode with Lawrence O'Brien, who runs uh, Wutan Games, which is a board game company. Um, I think he's been on because I've been to quite a few conventions with him. So if you count like um, some episodes that he's done 10-minute interviews on, he's probably been on the most out of the most... Um, the guests but yeah um you've definitely he's a he's a it, oh, I, I should have checked this before i came on but i think you're probably about top five easily we've been so, on three times yeah i was gonna guess three times so yeah me uh, solo first time round. then oh, yeah. you came on uh for the next for the second time a year later yeah and then obviously most recently with um the beginning of discovery in the last yes. year yeah, that's right. And then I came on yours uh, February, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we talked yeah. about um, mental health in Star Trek. So. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, I mean, as you say, it's I can't, I just can't believe we've actually reached 100 episodes. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> it's never... pretty mental. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, Sir, si, but I, I never thought we'd get this far. But honestly, I've got to say. Um, but it's fantastic. I think that, that we have. I mean, you know, it's a said it's a big milestone. Because I think actually, um, when you said so, you went on Stevens. Wasn't that your hundredth episode, Stephen? Am I right in saying that? Or as in we use on the hundredth episode? Yeah, I think when Simon Solo guested on yours, I'm not quite sure. I, 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 well, I, I remember one time we it, um, Stephen asked us to do a monologue for his hundredth episode. So that, I think that's what you may be remembering. Might... Oh, yeah, because I'm um, so, yeah, that's right. Because you couldn't do, as far as I remember it, it was Simon. So, so Simon did a, a you did a, a full episode. Um, and the reason for that is because when we were first organising getting together, it was really hard to get you uh, when he was a three together. <laughs> um, so Simon yeah. decided to just do um, it because I we think, had a date set. I think um, Phil couldn't do it. I tried to, but I was having yeah. problems. And by that time, I was like, "You guys just go ahead without me." Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and then didn't I think didn't we agree to do one if my memory serves me right after we met at the convention? 
I um, think. FCD, where yeah. we were going to do it with um, Clive as well, but Clive had to pull out at the last minute, so we went ahead anyhow and just went, well, I'm here, let's go and do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go, yeah. So I remember yeah. that, yeah. And then, as you said, the third one... Um, was, was the third one... The third one was about Star Trek Discovery. Um, yeah. As far as I remember. November 24th, it got released. That's right, yeah. See, I've done my research. I really have yeah. done my research where you go through all the wow. stuff, look back and go... Because I, I don't know when we did it, but it went it went out on that day, so that's I good think enough it was for me. It, it might, yeah, I think we recorded it maybe a week before that or something like that. So yeah, it wasn't, that sounds uh, about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, all I've got literally is just the month and the year we... We, we did it so sorry you've even yeah. done it better than i have you've yeah. actually got the precise date which is very impressive so well done. <laughs> so you really did your research so i'm impressed with that but no <laughs> but no i think um i, I think just to, to summarize that i think what's cool is that i i'm a big um i'm a big believer in you know sort of um ha- uh, helping people out and and all that kind of stuff and and guesting on other people's shows is i mean that's essentially how podcasting first started and it's it's it is super important um you know and it's it's good to build up a little community of people where you know because there's there's so many industries and podcasting i think is ripe with this where people do a show and they they look at it as that like you're the enemy um and and therefore you they they have a distance between you and think that well you know i want to be successful and that means but that means like sort of uh, stepping on stepping on other people um i'm not i'm not a i'm not like that as a person or how i do things anyway so i I don't see that as being beneficial the way i see it is the more people who do podcasting and get people to listen to the 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 format the better um you know because you're always going to do a unique show because it's your show um regardless of what your subject matter is so um so it's mm. good it's good it's good to it's good to share and, and to you know, guest on each other's shows. Yeah, and cause I think I think that was one of our said what has been one of our um since we started was to kind of something I've always wanted yeah. to do. Always want to get other people on to try and so go and see these people. They're brilliant. I love them. Go and see them. And it's more about not BSA like you say we're part of the community and it's just kind of giving back and real people rather than being commercialized by kind of going for look look at this person rather than having real life conversations with real people and yeah the people that we've had on you get that yeah exactly and you know so I said it's about it's about bringing bringing star trek fans together which is what we all want and you know star trek you know at the end of the day you know we understand it's a franchise and why it's a business but you know at the same time this is this, this other side of it you know which which is you know I said bringing people together talk about their love of the franchise and you know, um, you know, I said getting involved and, and exchanging ideas and that kind of thing. Um, you know, because as you said, Stephen, you know, you were talking about saying about saying about subject matters, and you know, we all, you know, a lot of podcasts, but obviously overlap on on stuff that they do. You know, there's yeah. always going to be a bit of overlap, but yeah. you know, it's all about because we always, you know, and I'm sure we're not the only ones that do it. I'm sure there's many other podcasts who try and put a bit of a twist on things. You mm-hmm. know, oh, this is this idea. You know, it's been done before. Let's see how we can make it just a little bit different. Just you know, so yeah, I think it's I think it's fantastic. And you know, Simon, you said a lot of a lot of a lot of um some of the ideas that said we've come up with for episodes, we've got inspiration from listening to other podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. That's where Definitely. part of our part of our inspiration and ideas does come from. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I think it said it's it is amazing. I know I keep saying the same thing, but it's, <laughs> it just it really is. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's great actually doing this kind of thing now because, you know, we, we, we said we turn out episodes a couple of times a month, you know, and and, you know, it, but you're so ingrained in what you're doing. Sometimes, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this side, but I've kind of just kind of, you know, podcast is so ingrained in me now, kind of such a natural thing. That you don't really step back and think, oh, my God, I'm actually doing this. We're actually running a podcast and people are listening to us. It's kind of not until you kind of do like an episode like this. It's like you can kind of sit back and reflect and just go, my God, have we have we really done all this and have we really built all this up and all that kind of stuff? Although I said the bulk of it will have to go to said to Simon because he's the one who's pretty much built this from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's. it's so you've got to bear in mind that we've been doing this pretty much since what 2012, something yeah. like that. 2012, so, yeah. You know, it's a good six years, and mm. there's two odd years where the people out there haven't heard it. They've they've heard some bits of that from our yearbook, yeah, when we've put old old our old clips in, yeah. But <laughs> there's an awful lot of episodes they haven't heard. This is this is 100 episodes that are on SoundCloud, but lost files. You know, again, this is going into the stats that I've done building up to this episode. And I think it, I've worked out. I think we've done 123 episodes total. Yeah. So there's an awful lot of stuff they haven't actually heard <laughs> w- to build up into ideas that are workable, doable. Because some of them, oh dear God, you sit there and go, oh my God, what was I thinking with that idea? And then you kind of move it <laughs> forward a bit, and then that gets transformed into a, a phoenix of an idea into this thing, and it, you sit there and go. Well, why didn't I think of that before? It's like slightly different, but it's the same thing essentially. Yeah. I mean, do you do that, Stephen? Do you have like ideas that you've come up with and you think, "Oh, I'm not quite sure about it, left it," but you come back to it later? Like, do you always kind of get the? Do you kind of do that same sort of thing? Sometimes. Um, it depends on. It depends on. Again, it goes back to. It depends on the subject matter. Um, I think a more obvious. Because with Geek Apocalypse, it's essentially just a conversation. And the way that I try to do it, um, and, you know, it is a hard format to get right because you have to kind of have faith in your ability to communicate with people because a lot of hosts, if you ever read, you know, ever listen to a lot of particularly like sort of standard like radio shows, which essentially is what podcasting is, is virtually is is that they the hosts dictate what they how they want the show to be um but what podcasting does is the little sort of niche thing which a lot of podcasts do no matter again no matter what the subject matter is is you let the guests dictate where they want to take it Mm. um and the great advantage of that if you uh, have the ability to you know trust the the guest and and sort of you're like the the catalyst for them to open up and and whatnot is that's why in podcasting you get a lot more of an honest interview or even though i don't like the word interview i've told you this before. <laughs> um you know because i think it's misconstrued i mean i'm not i mean interviews are fine i just i just think they're that that word too structured and a bit yeah. too there's yeah. all you know you watch the telly ones and there's always an ulterior motive you sitting there going mm-hmm. what are you trying to sell what are you trying yeah. to sell it's christmas you're trying to flog something yes exactly it's like um i mean you, you just reminded me when you said that oh <laughs> i don't know if you've ever seen any like the youtube blogs recently but my partner watches a ton of them and they're, they're good some of them are good and 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 you know i get you did they're just stuff to fill time up but 
the amount of times they say this isn't an ad but then talk about the thing as if like as in this isn't an ad but i went to primark the other day (laughs) and then you know and you just and then the new new word is like gifted isn't it it's like yeah yeah no it's not an advert but it's gifted yeah that that's that the word makes it so much less like an advert or sorry they're trying to just do it in a subtle way really aren't they well, they're doing it in a way of what um, what Simon's saying is essentially right, is that they go, oh, it was gifted, as in they get it for free to talk about nudge, it. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, more like, rather than, look, this is an ad. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so yeah, um, so anyway, so to go back to Jamie's question, um, was I, I so in, in that format, it's about, you know, creating a conversation, an environment where they feel comfortable, you know, expressing themselves and whatnot. Um, so that kind of takes care of itself. So I don't really think about where it's heading because... Yeah. My goal is to my goal is to, you know, make them feel comfortable and talk about what they want to do, because also they'll end up talking about the thing that they're wanting to plug on the show or whatever it is, because obviously, you know, that's part of the deal to get, you know, particularly more, you know, more well-known people on. They'll have something to talk about that they want to bring up. Um, I would say, though, my other podcast I do, which is really going well, is Mentally Sound, which is now on um, uh um sort of terrestrial radio i guess is what you would call it um regional radio um uh, that's going really really well and that because it's a mental health show it's the subject matter is about mental health is we've got to be a lot more guarded um so that very often finds in an editorial sense when we sit down and think of because we do it we literally do segments on that show so because we have ads and music and everything else is that you know segments can be about 15 20 minutes and we really do think about because obviously you've got to be, you know, um, respectful to, you know, there might be a vulnerable person on or it's a difficult subject matter because, you know, we've talked about suicide, we've talked about depression, we talk about disorders, you know, autism, uh, bulimia, like um, homelessness, um, debt uh, has been a, 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 a really big thing that we've been talking about recently. And um, obviously because of the hard times we're facing and, We've just got to make sure we do it with good taste because, I mean, you know, the, the, anyone who's listening to this in the UK will know, like, you know, the amount of television stuff, for example, that that go for the jugular of, like, hum- humiliating people um, to, to get that point across or to just say something controversial to get people to click on it and the clickbait and stuff and all that kind of thing. And that's really not what we want to do because the whole reason we do a mental health show um, like we do is to talk about it in a non like in a non sort of defensive way to be just you know this like to be essentially brutally honest but brutally honest in a kind of respectful way not a brutally honest as in i'm just going to say something offensive to you to get a to get a to get a rise out of you and um, um that's that i don't think that's um that's healthy at all um to get the point across so definitely when we talk about that show we constantly go how far should we take this um and a lot of that's just instinct um so i can give you an example like the last show we did um there was a i don't quite know what the question was that i wanted to ask but it felt like i I say this phrase all the time to my co-host ricky is that i go this is the elephant in the room question that if i was listening to this i would want the host to ask it but it's a delicate question so you usually just find in the interview process is that you just wait for the opportunity to come up where you feel confident that they'll not take it in a bad way. And obviously, however you phrase it, 
is important. Um, so say it with a bit of grace and a bit of like, you know, not just go, so talk about this place. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's more a case of, okay, so how did that make you feel? You know, if you ask them in a kind of like empathetic way. Yeah, um, more likely open up to you. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. Like, unlikely it'll go, I don't want to answer that. And if they do, you've got to also be prepared as a, as a host to go, well, um, they, they may say, I don't want to talk about that. And you just have to accept it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah so yeah. i i do think about it yeah definitely um, yeah i think and you know because i think i think when we um when we started like i think like the very first couple of episodes we were very structured wasn't we so oh, we've we say it like this or we do it like this and it just as you say if you structure it too much it just doesn't come across as real yeah and you know because we obviously you do some planning for episodes you know uh, who's going to introduce it maybe etc etc yeah. et maybe yeah. you've got rough ideas of points you might want to hit on if it's just us two, even even you know, etc. Um, but you don't structure. And I said when it comes to guess we're the same. We don't like to oh dictate. Oh, you can't say this, or you can say that, or you can't say this, or you can't say that, etc. Because you know it, it, it's about the guest, as you say, them coming on. You know, and 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 it's it's really good as well because sometimes they might lead you in unexpected directions. Mm-hmm. You, sometimes you just don't know where the conversation will go and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's a lot more of a relaxed environment as well it's not so formal as well i think particularly if you if you have if you you know you forget them on more times than just once as well yeah so like like, like yeah. us like us now yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean obviously as well if you've got a yeah if you've got a a, a a rapport with somebody and you actually like them that that does play a role i i i actually say you know because of the mentally sound show that i do with ricky he's a mate of mine and you know i i talk to him off air all the time and we're generally all very good friends um it does does it does make a i don't think that you necessarily need that to be a good co-host you just have to have respect for each other um but it does make it a lot easier um because then you know what you know what you can say know that they know that you don't mean it in a a malicious way or anything like that um but yeah the points that you make the point that you're making there is um is is really a good one because that's the one thing you know because i work on a northumbria university course and i do speeches there sometimes and i don't go I, i basically bullet point it and because when people when you say I get very annoyed when you meet some people and they go, oh, I'm off the cuff, me, I just talk and all that kind of stuff, is that's just being, you know, ignorant, essentially, is that because if you want to do the kind of stuff that I do, um, you do obviously think about it in your head, what you're going to say and have some sort of format. Um, and you write bullet points down, most people do, is that, you know, it's the same with improv. There are rules in improv. Everyone goes, there's no rules in improv. That's just not that's not right either um you've got to have as you were talking about structure there's got to be some sort of idea of like you know how you know roughly how you want it to go you know because if you just think about no structure at all and going all guns blazing you're going to get flustered and lose where you are eventually um you know you're gonna be like well where should i take it now and um not have that not not you've got to you've got to be relaxed in some sort of preparation to to do to do good in this kind of thing so I'm pleased you said that because that's often a misconception, you know, when I used to do improv and all that kind of thing, which is kind of where my my conversational skills came from is just to 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 respond to people. You know, it's all about listen and respond in improv. Um, So, 
So yeah, so I'm glad you said that. That's <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> well, the other thing as well, I mean, if there is ever a time, if something is said and and the guest goes, oh, we know, we don't, you know, oh, that shouldn't have been said, etc. Then you know, we will said we'll listen to their wishes. Was like, okay, no problem. We'll we'll edit that out or we'll cut that out, etc. Yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's, it's said at the end of the day, it said you know, we do this because it said we enjoy doing it. And you know we're we're not looking to make things difficult for anybody. We just do it because we enjoy. It. We just want to get. So just the only profit they send it for us is just you know us enjoying it. And if people enjoy listening to us, then great. You know. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I mean, you know, I said it's. I said it's you know, hundred episodes just you know because I mean they said we do we do because we do said we do two a month. I mean, um, you know because I think. I, I think it's just amazing that there are those that just because I think you you do um, how often do you how often do you do yours, Stephen, or does it vary from time to time? Uh, it varies at the minute. I mean, I had to <laughs> I had to go down to two a month, which I'm struggling to do at the minute, um, which is really frustrating because it's just I was talking to my partner about this just before I started to talk to you guys about um this is where when you just like sort of cover like i know this is getting into sort of behind the scenes stuff but when you sort of just essentially cover costs and then obviously you know i've just had a baby uh, recently um it's just when you don't have like you know the 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 ability to throw money at something and just sort of have someone like hold the fort and it's all really down it's it's down to you i mean there are some people who do help 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 with me and that's always the case when you run essentially a self-employment business is that that's what you do. Um, but the downside of that is, is that once you get unbelievably busy, it just naturally falls down because I just said, like, doing mentally sound. I, I have, for example, the reason that that's prospering, quite frankly, and Geek Apocalypse has been a struggle to keep maintaining is that um, Ricky does all the booking and does all the prep and I just turn up and do what I think <laughs> I'm most good at. Um, I can do all the behind the scenes stuff, obviously, because I've done it a lot of years for Geek Apocalypse. But it's read as you guys will know, you, you you've done it a long time. It's very draining, even just even just doing oh, planning yeah. and and email preparation and picking times for people and and trying <laughs> to do it. If particularly my show is all guest driven, so if a guest can't do something then you have to book a replacement person you have to like you know be on top of things and um, you have to kind of book two or three guests in advance so you know where you're going and um i'm not seeing this by any means of it's not a moan because i've put myself in that position and that's where i want to be but it, it, i'm just saying that sometimes that life can get if you don't have a, a hugely successful podcast where you're like making enough money where you can you know offset some stuff to people to to give yourself less to do then it's really, really hard to maintain. Like, I mean, um, when you were talking about when you first started, it's like I just remember how crazy I was uh, for, like when I first <laughs> yeah. started doing it. Yeah, like, um, the amount, yeah. The amount of effort I put into it, um, and I don't regret it at all. And I still, you know, I hope to reach that point again. But it's just too difficult. I mean, it's too difficult to do. Mm. If you want to, like, if you want a life outside of all that, um. And also, you've got to kind of have to do something. Like my my goal is to have more of a um, sustainability by like you know having a more full time you know because you know when you do freelance and stuff, it, you know it's whenever the money comes in, uh, like whenever the, the opportunities come. Whereas um, if I if you had a more like long term stability with another job, for example, because um I really want to do something in mental health as my long term 
um my long-term goal because i i'm passionate about it and i think i could do something with it um so i wanted like you know maybe work for a mental health charity or something like that then if i could make money doing that and it's something i want to do and not i say make money i don't mean that as in that's all i want to do it i'm just saying if i can make if i can get some disposable money then i would do gig apocalypse like i first started because I mean, people who listen to that obviously are aware that um, when I first started doing that, I had a full time job. Um, so I was able to, um, you know, offset stuff and, and maintain everything. And um, so I, I worked and then in my spare time because I was single and still living at home. <laughs> um you know so life life gets kind of in the way um so once you know you, you you're you gonna have lulls um so hopefully once i feel capable of doing it i mean i used to go to conventions every other weekend um that that's like impossible to do now because it requires so much effort um to plan and organize and it's obviously a lot of money as well yeah um, so so yeah it, it's hard but i do i i'm constantly aware of it it's it's i i have so much understanding when you said jamie about it's like ingrained in you because um when i do the mentally sound show and even when i do a geek apocalypse episode i could not do it for a month and then come back to it and be like it's second nature um because if you've done it as long as we both have i mean i think geek apocalypse has been around about that long as well um you know and it just it just goes to show like um yeah i, I don't regard it as like you know like now it's like this isn't hard for me um i like i like doing these kind of things um it, it's something i don't want to not stop doing you know i always think i will public I, I always think i'll probably do some public speaking the rest of my life probably because i do yeah. enjoy you know doing. what i think you should do i think you should be a motivational speaker in terms of mental <laughs> i think that's what i think that would be a perfect job for you i think you just kind mm, of great yeah um uh, well thank you very much for saying that I think that's I what, think, that would be yeah. the i think job for you steve i think that's what you need to be out, out finding and yeah well um look at two birds one stone yeah absolutely like something like that where i just help people and um sort of dispel some misconceptions as well because when i i did a university um speech in a, a while ago and i played on the mentally sound show um that's not currently out yet but i'm going to release that very soon um so if you listen to it live i did record it at the university and it was in front of like 70 students who were going to become social workers and um i basically talked about me being a carer for my mom as well because i got a lot, lot of lived experience so basically the whole gist is that i i think i can offer through my experience what i think's been right and wrong with that and have enough of a know-how about by doing the radio show all the time i'm learning about all different stuff that i don't know a great deal about through people who actually live it or do charities where they're involved within people all the time um, so I feel like I'm developing a knowledge where I know what I'm talking about and I, I, I see the same mistakes in in any situation. Um, so I think, yeah, like a, a motivationalness in the sense of you can't, you, you know, I don't, you're not alone in a lot of the stuff that you experience and um, and also kind of maybe writing a few wrongs um, with the way that stuff's dealt with because, you know, I, I'm sure we've probably talked about this on one at podcast, but you know, I, I'm someone who's been sectioned twice in my life. So, um, you know, I don't come across, as I said in my speech, I don't come across as a person who, 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 um, that should happen to. Um, and in, in both cases, I was not meant to be there. Um, so yeah, it, it's just an example of where stuff can go monumentally wrong. And it's about, um, having, as you said, the motivation to, 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 to do something about it. 
Yeah, and mm. I think what's also great, said recently, had that thing in the news about the about mental health in the workplace and in and in schools as well. And I just and I saw that and I just thought about blibbing time. Mm-hmm. Said it's something that should have been done years ago, but then yep. you know it's, it's you know it always comes down to cost. But I thought myself that might be true, but mm-hmm. for the you know you can't put you can't never put too high a price on people's mental health. It's so important. Mm-hmm. And it said, as we said during the episode we did with you, Stephen, back in February, yep. you know, mental health is just as important as physical health. Yes, it really. Something is. we preach, something we preach on the other show all the time. Yeah. Um, it should be on par with sex education. Um, because what's laugh, what's laughable about it is with sex education, for example, why do we look at it as if just a physical act? Because it's an emo- you emo- emotionally invest in 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 sex, basically, is what I'm saying. So, um, point. Very it, good it's point. A, it's an it's an it's an it's so why why you know even if you argue oh well it's not separate well why don't you talk about you know emotional health because that's essentially what we're talking about is um your emotional well-being um and you know you make a choice emotionally even in a situation where you you know have a one-night stand for example it is still an investment it is still a choice you are still emotionally vulnerable and I don't think people realize like the ramifications of that. And it's, it's essentially about like, if you, um, it's, why would you go into a situation where it's a bit like, like learning to, to, to ride, a, um, to learning to drive a car, for example, like why it's a bit like going, I'm going to teach you everything, but I'm not going to teach you how to use the gearbox <laughs> because it's, it's a key ingredient to how you live, how you deal with life. And we just, find ourselves avoiding it because they kind of go well you just learn it as you go but the problem with that way of thinking is that emotions are unpredictable um and it all and it has so many factors involved like how you were brought up your 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 social life and um all that kind of stuff is that and i think that's the where the ignorance comes in is that people are just looking at things one dimensional um it's much more complicated than that and i think that's that's also where the afraid bit comes in i think you know, people are afraid because they go, they don't know enough. So it's either ignorance or being afraid of like, well, I don't know enough and therefore I can't, I don't know how to handle it. But then it goes back to exactly what you were just talking about because we're not taught it at a young enough age to develop it fast enough. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, people like me who actually ends up having a disorder that, that that's I deal with every day, I'm not finding out about this till maybe my mid-20s. So you spend so we can stop that suffering. We you know, if you if I learnt that ten years earlier, then then you're you're ahead of the curve. Um, yeah, and and that's, and that's the thing, if things like learn as you go, I mean you can apply it to all you can apply it to sort of everything, can't you? Really? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like said this year, I mean this part of the year I'm I'm running the podcast for the first time. But mm-hmm. where where I've had the benefit of having Simon as a mentor when he was doing it, he didn't have anyone. He learned it as he went pretty much yep. by himself. Yep. You know, occasionally you'd use Simon would use like me and Phil as a sounding board, but I said you pretty much did it on your own, didn't you, Sire? Yeah, which is why in the early years I think I was a bit of a dictator because I didn't have a clue what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no, you feel yeah. any better. I mean, I can talk, just very quickly. I could talk about. Um, like the first time I ever did radio a really long time ago, I mean, I remember the first time, I mean, I, I thought I did reasonably well. I did like a, a, a radio, I probably told you this before, but I did uh, the first time I ever like spoke in a kind of what I felt, what, what I now realized was sort of a radio format is I got asked at school when I was in sixth form 
to um commentate um for like a sports day event because the parents were on like a balcony bit watching their children really far down in the swimming pool so it was like a swimming competition so they needed somebody in our team because we organized it for like a, it was for sports leadership award which people might know from school um and we organized the whole event for like all schools in the area and they basically while we were organizing it the the pool that we used like the the area when the the family aren't going to know what's going on but we've got a tannoy system with a microphone so they had one of their microphones that like comedians use in like arenas like attached to their face and they were like you can basically i tell have someone like you know be like a, a person who goes like and now the next race is this kind of thing and um the i remember it really well because i think it gave me the confidence to do what i do now is because we're in that team meeting they all went Stephen should do it and i i really really appreciate that that group of people told said that to me because i was nowhere near what i'm like now um i was a a a, a socially awkward geek who who didn't really know um how to express himself and that actually opened the door for me to really express myself so um I, that's an example and story of where like uh, um if you get the support around you that to do what you want to do that's really imperative to to help you through the first bits of where you really truly suck and have no idea what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Simon can definitely attest that because Simon said yeah. to me several times, haven't you? So, I, you know, you've done, you've done this. He goes, I've no idea how I did it, but I'm going to pretend I know what I'm talking about, even though I don't have a clue how on earth I got yeah, to this point. At least with three people, it's act as though you know what you're doing, although you don't actually know what you're yes. doing, but make it like, make it sound as though you do, because yeah. then they'll believe you. And it's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> And they're sitting yeah. at home going, I don't really know what I'm doing, but it's working, <laughs> so I'm just gonna carry on doing it, and they'll just believe me. It's like, you know, just yeah. Which and then, is... and then Jamie's there doing it and going, yeah, I can see why that happened like that, and why you acted like that way. And it's like, mm. I think a few times this, like the last few months, he's been wanting to pull his hair out, and he's just going, yeah, it happens. That's just a normal year. Just carry on. <laughs> but that's partly why we want to say do this kind of episode. You say kind of. You said it's reflecting back. On yeah, I fought quite done. hard for this episode. I really did fight oh, yeah. quite hard. <laughs> because Jamie wasn't so keen to do, into doing this idea. And I kind of pushed like, kind of pushed him a bit into it. And then a few days ago, it's like, I think it was yesterday I saw him. It's like, oh, I'm really excited about doing it tomorrow. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it's like, yeah, th- this is why. Yeah. It's like, it's a challenge, but it's well yeah. worth doing. Oh, yeah, and that was that was it for me. It was kind of, oh, God, you know, organising this, trying to get on multiple guests. Oh, my God, I've not done this before, but I, I boast the challenge and I, I've, I've done it. You're proof, Stephen. You've come on. You're proof that I've done it. Uh, if it, like I, you are now making me like um sweating <laughs> about how I felt about my hundredth episode and how, <laughs> how my plans were just absolutely nuts. Like I, 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 I did a song for it and um I did a song for it. Um, as Simon, as you guys said, um, I got people who couldn't make the episode to just say congratulations on a hundred episodes, and I just, <laughs> uh, you know, I got people to do that, and it, it took so long to edit. And you know, you know, I I never looked at the figures, but it probably did about the same as any other episode. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. And I just put so much effort into it. I even one point when, and I, you might remember me asking you to do this. I'm sure I got used to do it, but I asked you to clap. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, remember that. 
And the whole idea for that was in the song that I did, there's a bit where there's a clapboard bit where, because I did like this <laughs> thing, and I was going to, um, like, so every clap was going to cut to a person who'd been on the show, and I was going to put this video together of me, like, lip-syncing lip to my own song, um, doing a whole bunch of different things, and I just, I got about, like, a third of the way through it, and went, this is going to take me about, like, four weeks because i'm not like as you as you were talking about with site like saying um you know i do a little i did i do a little bit of photoshop and i do a little bit of edit like I, you know I, i'm much better at sound editing than i am video editing so that was a video edit essentially and i just like i'm so slow you know because it's not my field of expertise i mean they do overlap obviously a little bit and um you know i've done a little bit of it in my time but it's just it took it would have took so long and i'm just like I, i'm like i just put i just thought of every so i understand your pain simon because i just went through every possible idea thinking i can do that i can do this i can do that and about eight out of ten of the ideas i did for my 100th episode never got the light of day because i did like you know 10 percent of it and went that's too ambitious well i just thought <laughs> actually this is manageable we can do it it's an awful lot of admin ahead of time but still yeah. it's it's my whole point to jane was i'm gonna say it to you because if i wasn't if you weren't managing it i would have done it so yeah. it's not work i wouldn't have given to jamie if yeah. i you know if it wasn't something i wouldn't do for myself i wouldn't suggest it to jamie yeah so it's like come on jamie please do this I, I know you can do it i could probably do it you know please can we do this this could be awesome you just gotta trust yourself you can do it because it's something i've been saying to jamie forever it's like your potential you can do it you can do this you know we know everyone we know everyone we've asked so it shouldn't be a hard hard ask and everyone will go you're in when is it you know tell me tell me tell me did you have the fear jamie and people would say no um, I don't think it's saying, saying kind of saying no, but I don't know. I just think it was. I think it was the know, mechanics it, behind it, just kind of going. Yeah. How the hell do you get a date from four people? That it's like, how do you? And it's like, don't worry, Jamie. The date will. It's whenever you do something on this scale, everyone ends up on the same date anyhow. So it's just like it yeah. will sort itself out, Jamie. Just don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, and it I, sort you, of has happened. So it's just yeah. like you just got to go. Okay, this has so, happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't know how, but this has happened. Yeah, and 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 um, hooray for the pre-record. <laughs> yeah, I remember like my idea originally. I think for another episode was I'm like, and I'll stream it because I was doing um, I was doing Twitch at the time. Like, I'll stream it and I'll get everyone to come at the same time and I'll be on like you know pretty much with a similar idea to what you yeah, guys were doing. But I had like, but I had like um probably eight guests or something like that you know uh, during the whole course of like and i ended up you know and i also was like and i'll make sure it's like short and snappy and it like you know it and ended you know it ended up being like three hours long or something like that and i'm like um yeah i just i i you know i i do miss having that unrivaled just desire and motivation to do whatever i came to my head but then as i say uh, there's got to be so many factors in your life to be able to do that that level of like of work um, and you really have to do it for just the desire of doing it, really, because you're only really doing it ultimately for for, for yourself and, and the people who listen. Um, but it's mainly you going, I want to do the best show I can. If you don't have that 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 desire to do it, it's like, you know, it's just it's just it just um, and it's something it may not have happened comparing to what Jamie's alternate ideas were. And I just sat there going, you know, no, that yeah. just, let's go for something a bit more grand. Let's just go out on a bit of a bang. Mm-hmm. Jamie, would you like to explain what they were? <laughs> Not particularly. I 
<laughs> there you go. There's a good summary of what it would have been. Because I just sat there going, really? It's a hundred, and that's yeah. what we, that's what we might be doing. Right, I'll, I'll do it, but we've got I this idea. You. <laughs> I would love you both forever, as you just that's how you ended your hundredth episode. <laughs> just Jimmy <laughs> going, probably not, <laughs> and that's the end well, of the episode. Jamie going, going, just Jamie going, no, 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 yeah. just just we'll, we'll go out of this. We'll, no, no, just carry on, carry on. <laughs> just a little quick, uh, uh, quick fun an- an- anecdote. As I was talking about, you know, we were talking about interview technique earlier. Is um. I was talking to my um my partner um earlier about um because she listens to uh, mentally sound um because obviously we do it on uh, do it live on a on a frequency and um she and I she was that she was like what's the worst interview you've ever done and I went oh, I could tell you really really easily what my worst interview was um and I and I maintain to this day I I don't take any responsibility for it being <laughs> bad um but it was the it, it was an early so you can someone if anyone's interested in this they can track it down I don't know which episode it was and I don't even remember that I it was such a dull interview I don't remember who he was <laughs> what what he, what he was on the show for I just remember it was a classic he just said one word answers um and it was oh, just me Joe's response oh it's just yeah. brilliant it's like, yeah. oh so i'll give you an example i was like i remember even a few questions but i don't know what we were talking about so it was roughly like so it was basically he was a service user and he was explaining why this particular charity like had helped him so they basically got him on to talk about how they (laughs) benefited him but he didn't like elaborate on how they helped him so it was just basically me going so um can you can you talk to us about um you know how this particular charity helped you through your difficulties it was good uh okay uh so can you like tell us a little bit about like uh why it was good different <laughs> just like oh, so it was a great experience for you yes <laughs> maybe they told him maybe it's like maybe this is a this is an audio um you like audio form you it's an audio form just yeah. reply like as short as you can be precise as you can sticky box thing yeah <laughs> something that's the, the, the brief they gave him yeah. it's like okay then I'll, I'll do that then and that's all you got you didn't know that conversation happened yeah. you just get given this guy that's been told don't he, tick- <laughs> he ticked the all of the above box <laughs> just like yes to everything and they, I could, you know, you, you just sit there going, "Oh, to God, it's like, why oh, is this I, happening to me? It's like, I, why?" It, we, you know, usually on the show, are mentally sound because it's two hours. It's always been two hours long, so we usually try and give people about ten, twelve minutes. That interview lasted about three and a half minutes because I, I couldn't, I couldn't take anymore. I was just like. <laughs> Oh well, thank you so much. To, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And then what I remember giggling about as well as after, like at the end of the interview, went, "Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks very much. I appreciate." Like, and I'm just like, "He's going. Where was that? That's not it. I needed the whole way through. It's like that's the most words you've said to me since you came on." And you do it at the end of the flipping segment. Yeah, he was all like, "Oh, cheers, mate. That was excellent." I went, "What? Where's where's this person went?" Um, I don't know. I was just like, "Well, it's obvious. It was obviously you were terrified." You know. super nervous so I, I don't know what to say i'm just gonna answer it and move on and and it will finish i think it's one of those things that you just go it's like maybe they could have chosen someone a bit more well vocal yeah or yeah ultimately that's why i remember with like, sugar or something or yeah. like, i don't know just, 
<laughs> give him an energy drink quick um uh but but yeah it, it i do actually remember like thinking after that interview because it was really really early on it might even have been like three or four episodes in you know we've done that show for a good few years now and it, we were just like figuring out you know how to do it and everything and it's you know because it's different to geek apocalypse and i remember going like do we screen the guests at all or like do we like figure out if they're actually worth coming on or you know i don't think what's commonly known about our one i think the first interview we ever did literally like i think half an hour to an hour before we interviewed them and i think sasha and jason i think one of the first people we interviewed we didn't even even have anything to record the interview with (laughs) i hadn't even bought it and didn't have anything it was like how how are we going to record this guy's I don't know. And it's like a quick search on the internet. It's like, just go for that thing. That'll work. Let's do it that way. Yep. An hour before we interviewed them, just kind of, yeah, okay, that's great. And it's, that's <laughs> just. Got it. We, we did it somehow. <laughs> another one of my miracles where I've just kind of plucked it out of thin air and just gone, there are, this will work. Just. just Oh man, I I could tell you, I mean, we, we don't have literally enough time for me to talk to you about, um, you know the the amount of times that's happened to me over the years where like i've took stuff to conventions and like my microphones failed or my laptop's broken um and uh me phone's got like eight percent battery <laughs> i really... think we've given up it's like it's too yeah. much effort so we just don't bother it's like we'll do an episode when we get back so yeah, <laughs> yeah like we'll, that's we'll do it later just um it wastes too much this is my name my excuse it wastes too much i'm not a mule <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lug that around all weekends at a convention yeah and, and then i think we were at what was it which one was it there's i think it might have been three when i think we actually launched i had the laptop bag with me and i think i have it's jamie and it's like i saw him next i saw him for like an hour later and it's like jamie where's the laptop bag oh i don't know um so he had to go back to the last place he went, went to pick it up oh again didn't god, you? i totally forgot about that oh my god flashback you know the big thing the big heavy thing laptop bag you know the thing you had around your shoulder last time i saw you you know where's that gone jamie um i don't know sorry um yeah i'll go back to the last place i went yeah amazingly it was still there i was like oh my god doesn't that just go to show you how honest star trek fans are doesn't that just go to show how nice they are Laptop air, a laptop in it, and no one, no one even folks took it. Let's not figure. I think it was the oldest laptop ever created. To be fair to it. True, true. <laughs> I think you know you looked at it and you went, really, that still works. I think it's like heavy, thick thing. And yeah. Um, yeah. one thing that we had sort of wanted to ask everyone coming on was, have you? This is going to be a bit weird and a bit kind of something. I don't know what. <laughs> have you got any memorable moments from us going on yours or you coming on ours that you think oh that was that was a great thing i enjoyed doing that with those guys um but yeah so um yeah there's a few things that come to mind in regards to the best um the episodes in, in relation to when i was on yours and you are mine um <laughs> i really i really enjoyed the last episode we did about mental health obviously because when you first emailed me the idea, I thought that was a really great idea. Um, because not to not <laughs> it makes it sound like you just it's similar to an idea I did, but I just mean, um, obviously because Star Trek is such a huge 
big thing that even people who don't watch Star Trek regularly know what it is. Like, um, I will I will reveal now that my partner has not seen a single episode of Star Trek, so that's that's a that's a, and we watched it. We we did watch the pilot of um, Next Generation recently, so so there's hope. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so it's but everyone knows what it is. Um. And the idea of mental health being in, you know, art and mainstream stuff, I am a huge advocate of because, you know, the argument of people who say that mental health, oh, mental health isn't everywhere. It really is. It's in it's in every, you know, form. It's like I always go about like superhero films are all like majorly big now and how many superheroes have flaws and and, you know, trauma and, um, you know, like Batman can't, you know, Batman's parents die. uh, died in front of him which is why his whole motivation for doing what he does is based on that and um you know that they've got to have um you know demons otherwise you don't have any empathy for them um so it's the same principle in star in star trek that it mimics what society's like um and i thought that was a really great idea Um we did a similar thing at the beginning of mentally sound with films like um talking about you know um it's a wonderful life for example and how tragic that is and that has mental health written all the way through it and um, so I thought it was a really good angle to to, to talk about, um, and I enjoyed doing it. I thought, I thought it was a good concept and a good idea. Um, and I, I really enjoyed because the fact that we we agreed to disagree on a few things <laughs> um, was the episode about Star Trek Discovery because <laughs> it's really good to discuss with people. That's one of the best episodes when you got a bunch of people on and we have varying degrees of, of opinions. <laughs> Because it's there's nothing really worse that I mean you can get entertainment out of it, but we just have a bunch of people agreeing with each other. It's not really <laughs> that interesting. Um, so the fact that we had you know various different views and you know I think we we all have the ability amongst ourselves when I've been on your show, you've been on mine to feel confident in saying I actually don't agree with that, and he has why. That's another example of having respect for somebody is that you you know you want them to go if you disagree I, I see this all the time to people in my inner circle if you disagree with me please say um you know that I'm not always right you know I'd, I hate to be one of these people who like you know spout stuff and goes like you know everyone agrees with everything I say all the time <laughs> isn't my life easy um <laughs> it's easy because no one's challenging you um is why that's happening so um. I really enjoyed like uh, listening back to the episode we did with that with Star Trek Discovery, and um, I remember it fly like flowing really nicely and mm. and flying by, which is a good sign that it's going well. Um, and yeah, and 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 also because it meant a lot to me because I was obviously super excited about the series. Mm. Um, you know, so having people on who you already know that you're gonna have that feeling with means that you can just geek out and it's totally okay. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that was fun. That was really fun. Um, I always I, love Kai on your one because it's like you you always give everyone an even amount of time to kind of say their yeah. piece. Like with that one, it's like Simon, what do you think? Jamie, what do you think? Phil, what do you think? Do you agree with this yeah. thing? Do you disagree with that thing? And I always love that bit. It's a very clever, brilliant thing that you always do. That you always oh. a good yeah. good thing of an interview where you're gonna go, okay, I've got this group of people here. Let's let's even this out a bit so that it's not overly one-sided with one person's views or anything it's a very clever thing to try and do in the way in such a subtle way that from a novice eye from listeners ear they wouldn't notice it they would just go oh he's just move you know just move yeah. on and well, I, I always think that's incredible that. just thank you well that's really nice of you to say sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i was just that's... saying that i was just saying that um that i was just agreeing with you in the sense of the 
you will understand that doing what you do even in a even in a two-handed conversation um what you realize when you do it long enough and it's like but it but the same you can you apply it to if you were the group of mates um essentially a lot of stuff that happens in life you can apply to situations like this is it if you're in a party or you're with a group of people and that you if you have enough self-awareness which you know you guys clearly are the same is you aware of the one person who hasn't said something in a while so if you've got a good conscience about you you should be aware of that like they might the reason i do that is because i'm trying to let them but by doing that you give them the the right to engage in the conversation and feel comfortable doing that and also it is an element of you put i mean some people think it's putting them on the spot but that's better than the scenario of them just being in the background and not being heard um and when i'm with even with ricky or any co-host or with or like yourselves i think uh even just a, a good rule for conversation never mind being the host because you're like meant to be the 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 thing tying it all together (laughs) is that you have to you have to um basically i'm always aware of the person who isn't talking um and if they haven't said something in a while i'm always conscious of like right i need to not talk as often or in that scenario of it is okay for the host to talk a lot but then to pause and hope that they latch onto that and add something to it. And then, you know, the immense relief you feel when they actually start talking and they, you know, go, I've had that happen so many times. And I think it is shows that I have an ability to do interviewing because, or what I like to call conversations, because there's so many people who start the interview going, I'm really nervous what you're going to talk about. And then they won't shut up by the end of it. (laughs) And because you're giving them, it's giving them the human beings are fickle, fickle, a lot <laughs> basically, um, and I mean that in the nicest way. But we're thinking <laughs> in terms of we're in a society where we want to get permission for things, um, so it is really in a sense giving permission to go. You can yeah. say what you want, and we're not going to judge you for it, um, because usually when people are quiet, that's what they're thinking. Because I've been in that exact same position, you know. Everyone's been in a situation where you go somewhere and you're the stranger, and they all know each other. So you're going to be, you know, because that's really what you got to look at it as. I think that's a good way of, good example, a good way of like a metaphorical way of looking at it is like me and you. And it's not, I mean, we know each other. So we've, we've, we've met in person. So it's not that big of a deal here. But I'm just saying I'm coming into your territory. So I'm by definition the outsider. Um, so you still have a rapport and you do this, all, you do this, you know, regularly. Um, and you're, and you see each other, I'm assuming, outside of it. So um so everyone's the person in that scenario is going to be aware of that so when they come into your domain they're instantly going to feel um feel not quite right so you know it's a bit like them walking into your house you've got to be a good host you can't just like you know if you person comes in like you know a good example of this is our baby at the minute um you know you get a midwife coming in and a health visitor and whatever it is and you've got to be you know cordial and make them feel welcome because you know they're coming into your life and basically you know and and in, in our case making sure our baby's okay in the back of your mind you go and don't you dare do anything to that baby like, <laughs> but, but you know they're doing it for you know a good reason and you've got to you know build a nice rapport with them because um if people don't know this if they've not got children is that you know your health visitor for example is around for years Um, you know they come less and less as your baby develops but um they come to just basically offer advice and check your baby's okay and they do tests for various different things so you've got to whether you you know whether you have a good rapport with them or not have a relationship with them so you you know the same applies in all these scenarios is that um i get enough examples of um 
you know meeting people who are nervous or or whatever it may be and um just realizing that like if you are the one that engages them they're much more likely to to um to contribute to a to a thing and i i actually have a sneaking suspicion there's very few people in the world who actually want to talk about something they're interested in why wouldn't you want to do that i just think it's just a confidence issue um so if you just as i say give them permission to do it they're just like you know oh i oh i think this and um and uh yeah so. yeah i mean and by the time obviously you know and even if they're initially nervous by the time they kind of get into it they'll forget all about it and they'll be and they'll be away Mm-hmm. you know and as you say they won't they probably they'll probably end up talking a lot as you say too and body is like you know whereas at the beginning they're not saying much and they're very nervous but Jay, we, we, we have actually done that to people if you remember we have done it on a couple of occasions where it's like yeah. throwing people at the deep end and going come on it's fine get on with it because i think going into what you're saying and i'll give you a few examples in a minute i think what you're saying is one lesson we learned really early on is it's all about listening and responding it's yes what, one lesson we learned straight away was you you let someone have the field you stay quiet and then you respond when they finish talking i know we do kind of occasionally talk over each other a little bit these days yeah so we kind of don't do it as much but we have thrown a few people into under the bus we have done we've done it i'll I'll give a few scenarios jamie a few people we have done that to (laughs) my mum yeah oh yeah your dad Mm um uh, you know, a friend to the show, um, Daniel. We've done that to him. I've oh, I've done that to him as well. We've, we've done that to about four people, and they've they've all kind of gone. I don't want to do it. We've shoved them in the room and gone. Come on, get on with it. You know, you want to do it really. <laughs> and then they've kind of by the end of it, they've gone. Actually, that wasn't half bad. I, 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 I'm not sure I want to do it again, but I've I've done that one. And I think listen back and gone. Oh, that wasn't too bad really. And I think it's just, again, it's having the right environment where you kind of. They have no idea what, what on earth they're doing, but you kind of give them enough uh, for, uh, foundation to work from, and they should be all yeah. right. Because yeah, I say, I, mean, I think, I think I really had shoved Dan into that really quiet world. It's like he came down. It's like, do you want to do an episode? Uh, okay, I, I didn't think we were, but sure, let's go for it. And he came in and did it. And yeah, the episode you, we did with him, you can go back and listen. And mm-hmm. I think part of the time he's sitting there going what am I doing sitting here? I know I listened to it. I didn't think I'd be doing one with you guys, but Dan, you get, did good. You did yeah, good with and, that episode. You know, and even your mum said once, I said she was a little bit nervous at first, but once we got going, we got into the topic. It's absolutely fine. It's like having a normal conversation like we normally do have. So it's just, yeah. you know. And we'll still keep doing that for people that unexpectedly don't know they're going to do it, which is always <laughs> great. It's just like... <laughs> you also find during this during this medium as well or whenever you you know are doing shows where you need people to come on is that you become like a uh, you become a skilled negotiator um so you know there was a few times particularly when i said i was a bit sort of maniac with the amount of uh, podcasting i was doing at the beginning um was i you know because i used to you know, do it once a week or sometimes five times a month and all this kind of thing because i used to do a special as well every month and all that kind of thing because if i went to a convention or something so um so i used to be like well, how am i going to get all these guest people on and i just would like so originally which is what you normally do with, with shows is you just ask like you know which you were just talking about earlier you ask people you know 
<laughs> so you're just like, okay, I'll ask this person, this person, this person. And they've got a vague creative thing that they do. Um, you know, like I used to, I got a friend, I was in a music video with a, for a friend, for a friend of mine who was a singer and she run a singing company. So I, I talked to her. It wasn't, it was an okay interview, uh, like an okay podcast. Um, you know, but we talked, I remember we talked about horses for a while, which I have vaguely no real interest in, but I, like, I, well, I do, I'm interested in the process of everything, really, but I just meant, I, it's not something I would do, but we, I, you know, she wanted to talk about that, so I was comfortable with it, so, um, so yeah, and you just, you know, you're asking, like, you know, I was asking my improv friends, and I did an episode with my mom as a special, um, which, um, I'm really proud of, and, um, it's, a, it's good, because I, you know, you think, I, I never, I've not thought about this until you said that, but I'm really pleased I did it because my mom's um, having difficulties at the minute. Um, so, you know, it, it, I, I don't have as good of interaction with her because of how she's feeling at the minute. Um, so if I do listen back to that episode, it's it's kind of quite powerful because it's like, you know, it's the it's what she used to be like. I mean, she has moments where she's she's normal, but um yeah it's just that, that that's, a, that's a good example of like you know something because i remember like they used to get loads of people at the beginning when I, I released that episode and like people would come to me and go like um you're nuts to have your mom on an episode like no one would do that but it was interesting and i was like well <laughs> yeah because um my mom wanted to talk about parkinson's i remember she she never told me this i said it's just going to be a conversation like we normally do because me mom you know I get, my mom's a bit of a talker like i am where i got it, <laughs> where I got it from so i was just gonna have a conversation and then um she she didn't tell me this and then sat down with a pre-prepared statement <laughs> and just went like i am muriel i am Stephen's son and i had like to talk about parkinson's because i just went I, I think i think my opening question was how are you doing and she started to go i'm muriel and i'm and i just went okay there's no real like she basically didn't listen to what i said then just went okay it's my turn to say something um but then once she finished that and realized like i had other stuff to ask her she kind of became mom and started to talk about things in a wider context and um it was fun it was fun um i remember like what was sweet about it is about a year ago she went can you show me how to um like can you get me a copy of that somehow so i can listen it back to it because um i had some of my friends listen to it and i don't know how to do it so i want to listen to it back and all this kind of thing so she was it was nice because she went from like being a bit apprehensive to be on it to wanting to keep listening to it so it's like that was quite nice so um yeah you just get who you can at the beginning is the whole point of what i was saying so it's just, it's just like you know next door neighbor milkman or something you know <laughs> what are you up to yeah so i think um i mean are there any other folk moments you can think of Stephen, or is that <laughs> I, I i would say like um yeah to summarize um and obviously i, I never got the, i never actually said but i guess i could say it, i would have said this at the end because i need to wrap this up in a second but no uh, is um i don't know i looked at my hand there i don't have a foot I, like, <laughs> I was like i've got a watch i don't have a watch but you know um which you'll see on the webcam but um yeah um the one thing i will say though and i'm glad you asked this again because that was something that was also in my head because you asked me about the episodes we were on but the weekend we did at SCD, uh, is, that, is that what it was called? SCD, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, just actually meeting you guys and actually hanging out was really fun. Um, I remember that really well. Um, and uh, it was a really enjoyable experience because it's kind of, I mean, I went, you know, you guys obviously at the time were a three and, and 
um i go to these things on my own a lot of the time or at least i did back then and it was just really nice to have a friendly face obviously clive was there as well i should give a shout out to him because you you talk to him later um but it was just really nice that i knew people were going there who were going to be like someone to talk to who do do were doing exactly the same thing i was doing and you know i knew that you were you know um wanted to be there and it was the thing you were you know passionate about it was a star trek related thing obviously well it was a whole bunch of things but it was mainly star trek um and that was fun and obviously when we went to the evening meal it was like you know had someone had someone else to sit with and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it was not, really lovely doing that so yeah yeah, it was fun. I, I I think of that probably more than the episodes because it's a bit like, you know, that's the um when you have a nice rapport with people, obviously you do the shows because that you know, that's how we ended up communicating in the first place. But I actually I'm I'm believe it or not, I much more enjoy when the microphone's on on. Like I I like well, I don't much more enjoy. I obviously love doing this, but I just I just mean it's nicer interacting with people when there's no real pressure and you can talk about things in a lot more of a of a you know private sense obviously and then get to know people better and um that kind of stuff so i i think of that day probably more than anything um but obviously the, the the episodes were fun and everything else but yeah i guess that's just interesting because it's something that wasn't recorded obviously and, and um, <laughs> you know i thought that was fun cool. um so yeah yeah i mean i think i think i said definitely said me i think probably for us doing this whole podcast i definitely think meeting you meeting a lot of other people as well has definitely been one of the highlights for me so yeah, yeah so many great friends that. from it so it's just always good fun to catch up with everyone and so I've, i didn't say this earlier but say so congratulations on your new arrival it's oh yeah thank you lovely yeah. to hear so i didn't actually say it and it's just like maybe i should have said something because say jamie's organized all this so i haven't had the chance to say anything so it's congratulations on that new arrival and yeah everything's great with that and things yeah and, um, kicking out a bit kicking out of trouble as ever which is good to yeah. see and yeah i mean that's why <laughs> I just like that's why like in my sense i've just been unbelievably quiet on like you know <laughs> social media and everything else is because um so the gist is i'm going to talk about this more on mentally sound tomorrow um but it, but yeah because it's what's weird is like because i'm a very open person but um i've been saying this to my partner a lot about um just that I, I am a firm believer in some stuff should remain private and i'm just kind of like a bit like that with the baby in terms of i can, i'm obviously going to say some stuff but i'm not going to say everything but um but yeah so um yeah i have a daughter called luna um which um people have said is a really nice name which is really nice so um we were worried about it being not like a kind of like it's not it's not claire or something i don't know i don't know i thought claire but you know like it's, it's we wanted to go with something that you couldn't get on a card you know, like how you get a card with names on. We were like, we yeah, don't want to. Yeah, yeah. An obvious common name then. So we wanted like, and obviously, you know, it's space orientated. Um, um, Do you know what my thoughts went to? Okay. Harry Potter. Yeah, that's the thing. Luna that good, yeah. say. Luna, <laughs> is it Love Good or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think of that until after the fact, and I know I <laughs> well enough, and I was like, oh god, because we the only Luna we'd heard of is, do you know, um, John Legend, the the musician um he called his daughter luna because my partner follows him on instagram so he oh, had a okay. daughter, hmm. he had a daughter rec- he had a daughter recently and he called her luna but that was after we'd we'd come up with the name um the the, the cute context i'll this is just a key context for people listening is um so me and my partner um had come up with the name right from the beginning um even before we were we knew we had we were due a child um is that um 
when we first started dating because we met on a dating site is obviously it talks you know in dating sites you can find out like do you want to be married do you want to have children blah 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 and all like first sort of email conversations before we like in the middle of while we were dating we did the whole joking thing of like you know if we if the scenario of if you did have children what would you call them and she mentioned luna and i said i really liked it so when it when we found out we were having a girl it was like just well why wouldn't we pick luna that's a no-brainer yeah it was like we both (laughs) said yes six months ago whenever it was so why wouldn't we do it why wouldn't we say yes now like basically just the conversation was were you being serious that you like that name (laughs) were we just saying that to like you know in my favor because we weren't going out yet and i went oh i generally do like it and uh, once we said our full name and we kept saying that because that's what we would we were we're told as good advice like say our full name and see how it sounds like and we really like because she's taken both our names because we're not married um so yeah um i thought that was that i thought that was perfect um but we did do the whole i don't know if you know this but um it's never definite that it's a girl Um, if it's a boy it's obvious because the you can see it on the scan but with a girl it could be just like basically tucked in um to to know that it's a boy so it is possible for girls to be boys when they're born like as in they got it wrong like um and we've the only thing we couldn't come up with was, like, was a boy's name that we liked. <laughs> so we were just like, part of us was going, "Oh my god!" When Earth happened, we were like, "Oh good, she's alive and everything's well." Double check, double check. <laughs> just never, never go through. Never go. Through, I don't know if you have you ever watched much of Friends, Stephen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, friends a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, what what's the bunch of going through those names and all the names they come up, just thinking, "What on earth would you name your?" told any of those names i mean fair enough if you like those kind of names but just some of the names like well are you referring to like the rachel thing where she goes through um what annoyed me about that is just she didn't plan ahead like everyone plans ahead like you should have a name kind of set in stone i mean i know some people wait till quite late to to think of it but we i mean we when we first found out about the what else like the first thing you talk about when you know that you're gonna have a child is that you go right what we're gonna name them and you go through like a million baby books and a million examples of things so i'd, I'd it, it's a bit silly that episode that the <laughs> while she's given birth and like in the delivery room trying to breastfeed they're like basically like so what should we call her still don't like that still don't like that still don't like that um it's kind of a, i think a little uh, unrealistic but there you go it's just my thought just my two cents but anyway yeah so she was born on the 21st of november um so only four days late um because she was due on the 17th um so yeah so um pretty over the moon because it went pretty straightforward as it can really um there's no she's got no problems at all so oh, that's um yeah, so I'm I'm super happy because there was a there was a few little like I mean little blips and stuff, but compared to stuff that we all these horror stories you get told when you've got a pregnant partner and your mom like my sister's ringing us up going it was terrible man what I went through was absolutely awful it was just the worst thing ever I'm never going to do it ever again I'm like thanks bye like <laughs> that's really that's really helpful. yeah um so, sorry sister if you hear this but uh, <laughs> but um. Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, we're over the moon. Um, and obviously, since I last spoke to you, um, I guess just if, you, if you're interested in hearing this, is um, I've moved, I've obviously, I moved in with my partner as well since I last spoke to you. So, um, so I'm currently um, in a different area completely. So I'm not, I'm obviously lived in my partner with my partner and our two dogs. Well, congratulations uh, on that as well then. So, yeah, so, yeah, that happened a couple of months ago. So, yeah, it's just been a really, like 2018 has <laughs> been like a huge year for me um so yeah um 
uh yeah it's just i'm i'm really ha- i'm really happy uh, like uh, one thing is when i first probably started talk- like yeah well i'll say probably it would have been like when i first started talking to you is i was like living on my own just like you know doing my thing and all this kind of stuff and as my friends point out now i went from that to now i'm a family man really really quickly <laughs> that's basically what i am now is a family man who has a partner who um make sure my dogs are fed and alive and make sure our babies looked after appropriately so but that's uh, the thing the, last, the first time we spoke together was 2015 so that's just how yeah. quickly it's all changed yeah yeah um you know <laughs> I, I mean it's I'm, all I'm, a bit scary really but yeah but I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy i'm happy for you for you both I, and much appreciated same here thank you um yeah it's a it's um um uh, it, it, it's funny i guess i guess to summarize it's been a she's eight days old now and um i find and um not for a second have i regretted it or anything like that not that you not that you would but i guess it is part of the deal is that you know some people go oh my god it really wasn't what it's cracked up to be it's hard work and it's tiring and, it, and there's moments where it really does test you and i mean this is only the beginning obviously i'm you know being realistic as in that i'm gonna have this worry for the rest of my life and all that kind of thing but um it the, the pros far outweigh the cons like some of yeah. the stuff that you get some of the stuff that you get you know scared into um is not uh is not as i mean maybe i'm lucky i mean maybe maybe i'm really fortunate because you know our child's not really that um that hard work really she was to begin with but you often find at the beginning it's the parents making the mistake like you know if you just know enough about things is that we went oh because we're bottle feeding and her formula wasn't right at the beginning and you know people go our formulas are all roughly the same it turns out if you do enough research they're not um, and so every baby's different and, and you know it makes sense because obviously you know like some people really like get sick at like you know a tomato or something whereas you might think tomatoes are amazing somebody might get sick with it it's the same principle um so yeah we we had to change a few things around so she's comfortable but um but yeah so a big, it's a big transition but i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surviving um in, <laughs> the best possible way and just trying to live a balanced life as well as trying not to you know I, I think that's the healthiest thing is that me and my partner supporting each other and making sure that we still do stuff you want to do like this and everything else and um and trying to you know not to um you know be a hermit <laughs> <laughs> you know we just like lock lock the doors for a while because that's what it feels like at the beginning is it's just it's just a long hours because they need constant feeding so um, and with bottle feeding it means i'm doing 50 50 of the work you know it's not about it's not it's not down to the mother now so um you know um so yeah um i'm very happy so thank you for the thank you for the <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's all right um where can people find you Stephen? okay so um i'm on the tweet i'm on the tweets which is at geek underscore apocalypse um if you want to listen to my podcast um last episode with, was with lawrence o'brien i think i've done 168 episodes something like that so um, oh, that's a, almost lot, 200 mark yeah a lot of a lot of content so um i've done this roughly about the same i think maybe i might have been a year older than late a year before you I, oh yeah after you i think i'm not sure i can never remember when we when i started but um <laughs> It has been like just a blur, um, but yeah. So um, yeah, it's Geek Apocalypse. So I've been doing it for a long time. You know the whole idea is about having guests and stuff like that. So if you type in Geek Apocalypse on iTunes or any of the other 
um, podcast and um, stuff you can find us on there um, uh, so I'm going to try and do I'm actually probably going to do a podcast about parenting because I think I'll just after after I've done a while of doing this um, just my early thoughts on, on 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 that kind of stuff because I do think you know there's a ton of YouTubers do that and I think it's an interesting subject matter to kind of go what was the preconceptions and what is it actually like um so i'm probably going to talk about that at some point but yeah so taming geek apocalypse you'll find it on any itunes or anything else that kind of stuff and as i mentioned earlier mentally sound um which is at underscore mentally sound on twitter um and on instagram it's on the mentally sounds on instagram now so if you do the same you can find us on instagram and on facebook um and yeah if you type that in on itunes and stuff like that we release the podcasts usually i'm a bit behind on them now because i put them up but they're usually every like two weeks after it's aired because Spice FM, who we have a partnership with, and um, they own the rights to it for two weeks and then they let us release it after that because they repeat it and everything else because obviously we use their facilities to record it. So, um, so yeah, and then we and we're on every second Friday and fourth Friday of the month. So if there's a five week month, we're on the last. We're basically on the last Friday of the month. Um, if it's five weeks long, um, so yeah, so and twelve till two p.m. Um, so if you go on Spice FM, you can listen to it live 12 to 2 p.m. Or like I said, after two weeks or so, we release them as podcasts. Um, and um, I'm not just saying this being a part of it because it's been running for a while, but it's the best um, overall show that I that I'm not saying that Geek Apocalypse isn't, I think, good, obviously, because I do it. But I'm just saying overall, it's such a different show and the amount of effort we put into it and content and stuff. I'm really like it's it's became what I wanted it to be when it started. It took a good bit of time to get to it. Now we just do it like running clockwork and I'm really proud of it. So the real serious point I want to end on is that if you are if you want to know about mental health or know more about what people go through um. I know people are sick of hearing that word because mental health is talked about a lot now um, because there's a lot more people are a lot more aware of it. But we try and make a show where you're not like sort of threatened by that um, and you can learn more and a few laughs and a few music and all that kind of thing and just a conversation about something that's deep rooted in all of it. Um, so I, I, I really encourage people to listen to them shows because they're getting better and better as we do them. So um, uh, and, and obviously listen to... 168 episodes of whatever you want to watch, listen to the Geek Apocalypse. Um, there's a huge variety of stuff on there, so um, hopefully people will want to listen. So thank you very much for letting me see that. Yeah, no problem, Stephen. So thank you so much for coming on. We've had, had a fantastic time, and just you know, we want to thank you obviously just for well, you know always you know always said coming on, letting us come on yours, you come on ours, and mm-hmm. said it's we wouldn't be here partly because of you, you know, and everyone else, you know, helping us, yeah. supporting us, that kind of thing. So no. yeah, thank, thank you so much for taking the time to come on tonight. We really do appreciate it, you know, because obviously no problem at all. And all yeah. I want to say, all I want to say as well is congratulations to you for hundred episodes, because um, that's obviously a huge achievement and congrats for, you know, <laughs> no one can turn around now and say that you're not committed to podcasting, <laughs> reaching a hundred episodes. That's what I was joked about on my, when I hit a hundred episodes and, um yeah and and i think you guys are a great advocate for um which is what we all do podcasting for is to do something for the enjoyment of it um because i know we we've talked about this a lot and privately as well as just like really if you find something that you do for the enjoyment of it if it becomes like something you can make money from then that's great but the whole idea of life should be that you do something that you get fulfillment out of whether 
Um, you know, I play video games because I get immense joy from them. I don't need people to be around to do it, but I'm just saying, and in, in if it's a format like this, you're an advocate for doing something that you care about and being passionate about it and not being afraid to talk about it with uh, for other people to hear because that's really what I hope Wish Society was like. So, um, you know, and you get a lot of podcasts out there that, that are not real and they kind of just, you know, the real as in like genuine um, and I, I really like people who are genuine, which is why we've built the rapport, because, you know, I, I, you can tell when someone's not being um, sincere and genuine and all that kind of thing. So um, so congrats for just doing something that you love doing and putting all the work in and um, and, and obviously being huge Star Trek fans, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, very one last thing I wanted to ask you as well, because I know that, that so that's the, the I really do generally mean that so, uh, is. um. I'm just. Are you super excited about Picard? Um, the is it Picard? Is that what they're going to call it? Um, I heard about. No the, idea on name, but it's future Picard series. That's yeah. you know, of course, it's oh, yeah. intriguing, but we want to know more. We such yeah. fans, we also want to know more. Yeah. Great, yeah. you're doing a Star, uh, you're doing a Picard show, but what precisely? Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting here twiddling our fingers, going, "Come on, tell us, come on, tell us." Okay. Once we're told, we'll be going, "Oh my God, that's awesome!" But until then, we're yeah. going great yeah because it's like also what time frame is it going to be is it going to be just like after the stuff ended or like because apparently in the law that i like i play a little bit of star trek online every now and again and according to the law in that that he's like an ambassador he's like he retired and became That's an ambassador the general gist i think they're yeah. gonna go down i think it's gonna be ambassador but there could be a few things in that they shove in for good measure to make the series make more sense. Yeah. So you get thrown in, you get stuff about Destiny thrown in, you get things about his redact thrown in for good measure. So it's whatever they throw in with him, that's where the interesting thing lies. Because I exactly. think and that being him being an admiral, great. But in terms of a show, how does that work? So it's going to be interesting how they make that show work. And it's, Again, it's who are they going to get to cameo into it in terms because yeah. there's an awful lot you can shove in there. Most of it will work fine, and I reckon I'm if thinking my top of my head because this always happens when you do an interview. It sparks go in your head. They could also shove in discovery in the terms of holograms, which just occurred to my mind. So that's not even you can't even rule that out. So. Oh interesting what should just be a 50 minute episode of him working on a vineyard or something or on their bottle show where they just yeah. kind of go, we can't be bothered to it was just we'll just show it like a night like, um week, week in like um vineyard picard you know just kind of him just going around going no not that no I'm just uh, drinking wine this is, is just... you, this is how you grape a chateau picard <laughs> 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 it's a how to make wine series yeah. uh, that would be brilliant anyway but yeah i just wanted to mention that i'm super excited i got i had a like, genuine like buzz when i heard about it as you say i'd like to know more and um, i'm just pleased that the, that star trek is like you know there seems to be a buzz for them to make more television content um you know because i'm not a huge fan of the films i've said i know i've said that to you on the episodes with us used before but um that they are what they are but and um, i prefer I prefer television stuff really because as we talked about I think Discovery was amazing. Um uh, I haven't watched any more episodes yet. I know you probably I was you probably expecting... won't be able to but I'm sure we'll get around to it at some point <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, I'll let you know in a year's time. Uh, <laughs> like in one year's time I might have a chance to watch it down and watch them. <laughs> but um anywho, season but yeah. 1 and 2 back I think in, the, in one go I think of that. 
yeah. I think. Yeah, I still didn't watch the final episode of the first season because I know I had to watch that last time and I never got around to it. But what happens is, no. <laughs> Stuff happens. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Stuff wouldn't you, wouldn't you need to do the last one? <laughs> last time we couldn't do it because Stephen had watched it, neither did Phil. So last time we didn't even do it to them either. It's like. Anyway, but yeah. I have no on. idea. Uh, that's the thing with being parents, you just go, just spoil it. I'm not going to get a chance to listen to it anyway, so watch it anyway. So just t- tell us what happened in it. So what happens when you become a parent? <laughs> you just like just, you just tell us. You just do. You're a good storyteller. Tell us what happened. Um, there you go. It's not really true, you know. You do get time to yourself. It's just that you, you, your your time, um, particularly if you've got a partner. I, 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 what I will say to end on parenting is just. And I'll talk about this more on the podcast I do. But um, me and my partner say all the time, how do people do this by themselves? Um, I, I just do do I mass respect for any single parents out there. Like, it, you know, because I, I can't do I couldn't do this without my partner. It's really like because your partner takes over sometimes and you just take a break and just get, you know, it, it that doesn't happen by yourself. You literally you're over the sole responsibility. So if you're like exhausted to the point of falling asleep, you have to just find a way not to be. Um, whereas with us, it's like you just take turns. Um, so I, I have mass respect now for I always did, but I have mass respect even more now that I'm in it. That anyone who's single out there, just what a fantastic job that you're doing. Um, you know, because it's just really, really hard. It's just it's just time consuming and just exhausting at, at points. But um, as I said earlier, it's really, really well worth it. But again, I'm in a privileged position. Um, I think so. Uh, so there you go. But thanks so much for having us on. I, it was re- no it's really nice to have a, a ch- an opportunity to, um, you know, just shoot the breeze, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> as they say. Um, so, yeah, it was a real pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, Stephen. And, uh, yeah, we'll, set, we'll definitely have to, obviously, we will get you on again at some point soon. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll figure out a date for, um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a date. Um, yeah, we'll do what we normally do and fight guest on each other's shows and stuff like that so um we yeah. will we will talk again in the non too distant future yeah. um but congrats again on 100 episodes and Thank enjoy you. the rest of the time that you you're, you're doing it and um keep up the good work and um and, and again a, thank you so much for having us on yeah and have a great christmas and new year yeah you too yeah exactly yeah <laughs> happy new year and everything i'm sure i might probably talk yeah. years before then but um but yeah, but yeah, just um, have a nice have a nice period of time. Um, I, I'll be sleeping probably this time at the <laughs> time anyway, so um, I'll I'll go to January first, um, <laughs> when I get a break. But um, yeah. no, no, seriously, I, I yeah, I'm sure we'll talk before then. But yeah, just um, yeah, have a good have a good festive period and and keep up the good work, and I'll um, speak to you guys soon. Okay, thanks, Thank Stephen. Thanks, Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Accessing library computer data. Hi guys, before we go on to our next interview with um, Clive and Wayne from some kind of Star Trek and from um, Trekmate, I just want to point out that you may notice I go a bit quiet throughout. That's because um, about um, one quarter of the way through, my internet went kaput, literally kaput for about half an hour and I had no way of getting back online um, and then it magically fixed itself and I was able to continue an episode but um, yeah unfortunately it had to be this episode where my internet had to go bleh um, I say it sounds like they had a great interview while I wasn't there but um I picked up on the best I could when I was able to get back back on. 
Um, hope you enjoy the interview and we'll talk to you soon. And now joining us is uh, Wayne from Trekmate and Clive from some kind of Star Trek. Hi, guys. Evening. Hello. Hello. It's, a pleasure, it's a pleasure to be talking to you both again. It's been a little while now. It has indeed. I think for I said, yeah, it's um, I said the last time um, we had you on, Wayne, was, um, oh, my God, I'm just going back. We're going back to June, uh, June of last year. Yeah. Blinding. So, See, now that is too long because obviously I, I saw you this summer, but we didn't actually, uh, we haven't potted together since then. So, yeah, no, it's been some time. Yep. And obviously with you, Clive, we got you on, I think it was January this year, was it? I think it was. It, uh, no, was it January? No. It yeah, January. Yeah, we, we did the. Did the uh, yes, on. nine anniversary. It was, it was a Thursday. It was about 20 past nine. And I believe that I had spiked off my tea that night. If you check your records, I think you'll find that's correct. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, we've got... So we mentioned this earlier when we said earlier on with Stephen, but we kept precisely like... Well, I, I did just the month and the year. Simon's actually got exact days we recorded, which I think is really impressive. Days, times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Long-range long, long range photographs. <laughs> And that's it screenshots so you can match up whether we're wearing the same outfits or not <laughs> my little doorstalker hat you know the one that i've got hidden away somewhere Stop. no moving on let's <laughs> it's not even going to like i don't know i still have the um signed photo and uh, cd that you guys sent me when you was in early doors of your day de- of uh, your podcasting days and you can't tell whose idea that was hmm <laughs> whose idea is it always it's like hmm who would have come up with an idea like that um simon whose who's fingerprints are on that mine as ever it's like yeah no i, I thought it's a good idea at the time and it kind of worked i think mate it endeared you to me <laughs> i remember because you gave me you gave me that at the uh, fcd um back in 2015 2015 fcd we did is that, the is first that one. Your, is that in your word document uh that's it i'm gonna just check my word document uh, yeah it was at it was at 11 33 i believe on the saturday morning um i had toast uh, about half an hour before that one uh, with the extremely ridiculous queue for the any drinks or food or anything of the scene to remember from that event, but uh, yeah, uh, FCD that was the uh, that was the first time I met you guys. Properly, we've done posting before then, but um, yeah, uh, that was a that was always a fun one. The, the, the last one you missed the last one that was a good event. But anyway, moving on. And that was also with Stephen as well. Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, as I said, he's at the. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I'm actually short, but anyway, moving on. But yes, Star Trek <laughs> stuff and things and anniversaries and 100 episodes to you guys. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is cracking. Yeah. I mean, that's, I said, a, that's a fair old milestone. Mm, I said, I mean, we were saying earlier with Stephen, I, I said it's just a kind of, didn't think we'd ever reach it. You know, points just, oh my God, we've reached 100 episodes. I'm like, have we really got to this point? I Mate, just... I didn't think you'd get to 10. So, no, you've done brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no congratulations 100 is a huge milestone so yeah, yeah very big congrats to you it takes a while to get there so and in internet terms like 
you're centuries old. Like that's like a thousand years old in I internet terms. We're we're immortal. I feel it trying to organise a damn thing every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's a, the difference is this is, I've, I said this period of time is actually, I've been actually running it. I've been taking care of it, which is, is given Simon a nice, lovely little break. So That means there's actually been some organisation and some control, which is, uh, <laughs> is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop ripping this because I, I thought I was just going to come on and just, just, just cause carnage, but I better not because I'm just getting I'll trouble. go and get my coat then. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say, mate. Everyone needs a punch bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> volunteering Clive you know? <laughs> nothing else did it nothing else did it you know what I mean it's fine it's fine it's I'd just like to point out if anybody's listening to this we are recording this at like half past 11 on a Friday night so all of you people who are out oh, you know having, having <laughs> Thursday <laughs> <laughs> been a heavy Thursday. It's, it's, it's just a normal day for Wayne. Just like just another recording. Just a, uh, just another pod. Just uh, uh, so this is just going to be one big long outtake, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Any? I mean, cool. Sorry, it's your podcast. No, no, no. That's right. Go on. Go for it. What I was going to say was, guys. What have been your highlights of the last 100 episodes? Oh, oh my God. Oh, there's two minutes. Good call, Clive. So many Divert the attention away from ourselves so that they can come up with a talking voice. <sighs> what have you, you know, you've, you've done 100 episodes now. I mean, you've, there's got to be some things that you kind of remember looking back that. Yeah, what some really of your highlights? Those, those. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing people that I've met, like you guys, and all the people that yeah. were oh. planned for this episode. It's. <laughs> Uh, you know, I always love getting you guys on. It's just like, no, you know, we know what, what to expect from you guys, and you guys know what what craziness we're going to get you into. But at least you know that we're not gonna. There's no ulterior motive behind what we're up to. It's always meant in good spirit, and you can always have a good. Now that's disappointed me because I always thought you wanted to get into my pants, but. <laughs> I was really reaching for the, the, bucket, the bucket to absolutely throw my guts <laughs> up in to make myself really sick there. But, you know, uh, I mean, God, there's got to be... There's got to be... Oh, got to be oh, just, I'll deal with this niceness at this time on a Thursday night. Um, but what about episodes-wise? I mean, there's got to be... You know, we, we did we did DS9 one. I can't... What, which ones do you, which you did with Wayne? But what were the what particular ones where you kind of went, you know what, those are kind of ones that it was worth setting the podcast up for and those are the ones it was worth get it was actually doing which ones do you think that kind of stand out out of your hundred that you would say kind of your top two or three that you are ones you will always kind of refer back to or ones that you always know were, were, were fantastic to record i quite enjoyed doing uh i quite like the fact we recorded our fan panel at uh destination star trek three that got us going that was a great thing to go and do I, that was quite a cool thing it's a bit kind of you know, here, not, not here, there, but it's quite a cool thing to go, there you go, here's what we did. Yeah. The other thing that is not such related, but it is me related, is our first general interest one that was I did about Anne Frank. And that's been one of my most successful blog posts and episodes that were recorded. So mm. that's always been a highlight for me because that's, that's a bit of a, such a, such a close topic for me, but I'm so glad that everyone appreciated how much time I've, 
did writing that blog and recording an episode. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think I, I think for me, obviously, obviously, always having our guests on, so you guys and everybody else, I think definitely always one of the highlights. Yeah, too. <laughs> but if I had to pick, I also obviously had to pick something else. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely say Anne Frank as well to a certain extent, side because I mean, okay. that you you said, you know, because Simon actually got me and Phil, um, he actually gave us a copy of the di- of Anne Frank's diary. And obviously, you know, I, I learned about it at school, but because you learn so much, it kind of all melds into one. So you yeah. actually got the time to kind of read through it, and it, it just, it's just really quite interesting. Um, and I'd say, oh, there's so many others, but I, I'd say probably also the Kardashian episode. This was a recent one we did, me and Simon did. About the Kardashian. Yeah, he's, yeah he, he's kind of written Laurie, Laurie, um lyrics about this one at the moment so he's on a bit of yeah. a broken record about this one i'm sure there's other ones jamie i'm sure oh yeah yeah that's one in particular because we me and simon just kind of really good discussion going about the kardashians and all that sort of stuff theorizing um, why the hell their technology was crap for so many years and the way that they didn't develop anything ever like the the fact they, they yeah, didn't their ships were like oh oh they still were the same and yet they invested a lot of their resources into the military so surely they would have done that with their ships, but they never did. So it's just a bit of an odd contradiction. It's kind of what we found with it. Which so, is odd because the only the only development you ever see of the Cardassian military is in fact from the Obsidian Order of the Kelvin class. Yeah, which is Oddly a enough. variant of the Glorn. <laughs> you just sit there going, okay, well surely we should have a new ship in there rather than a ship where you just shove the thing on the back and go, ta-da! You'd yeah. have thought there'd be a new class in there somewhere to kind of compare with the Federation, but never happened no never, never even thought about that <laughs> that's, no, that's um, never even crossed my mind so yeah no and i and i'd say also um i say I, probably i'm surprised you're not saying about the episode with your dad hmm? my dad's never been on your show <laughs> <laughs> i was actually just about to mention that as well actually thank you simon i love how simon's mind work <laughs> so in sync sometimes and also the episode with my dad i did an episode with my dad when someone went away to australia earlier this year definitely one of my highlights i won't listen back to the recording because it's me on my own but actually recording it with my dad i really enjoyed it it was just lovely to get him on yeah because um we had this idea of how can we wrangle our parents into podcasts and this was simon's thing so simon's had his dad and mum on it's like how can i get my dad on to you know so i'd say that was definitely it. and if i had to think of saying kind of not specifically podcasting but probably when i first went to my first my first actual star trek convention which would have been destination star trek 3 yeah. Just as I said, absolutely amazing meeting all the Star Trek fans and all the guests, and it just felt kind of a bit surreal, you know. It's like, am I really here? Am I really meeting all these people? And so, yeah, I'd say that's probably probably it for me. It's coming and meet, getting all our guests on and those other ones. So, little correction, Jamie, your first Star Trek convention was twelve, not three. Oh, yeah, yeah, beg your pardon. Oh God, see, I'm terrible. Yeah, and you so, had okay. McDonald's for lunch. So, uh, at about 12.45 <laughs> if you check your notes you'll find uh, there you go you, you can thank yeah, my dad think... for the my over and crap like that you can thank my father for it's all brilliant. that so, yeah. so I just yeah. remember random facts about anything and just go that'd be a cool thing to do and just save everything and it's just yeah you're welcome thank you, it's alright <laughs> you should see some of the stuff that I organise and I'm, I'm the same I have things that I do all the time and over-organise and 
corresponding with me in emails about episodes and she's going oh my god it's that that detail it's like oh my god does he have to be i'd like to know what, what the hell i'm doing from minute to minute mate it's nice to know someone that's that anal who would be able to uh, tell me all of that information because you know we always fly by the seam of our pants and never remember anything on track let's get me into trouble so, though the way that i do it i always tell you when it's going out as well and that causes me no problems though when everyone's going well i thought it was going out then then and it's like no that's when the episode's oh, going yeah, out yeah. <laughs> so i was got myself from problems with that and yeah. it's like what and i tell james like why do i say that when i know it's going to get me into trouble why don't i just not say it until the last minute and then recording that, that is oh. Oh, that's the actual date we recorded it. It's like, no, that's when we're going to release it. But yeah, it's, it's my, um, at least I, you know, for my benefit, I think. So I know they actually know, although they usually don't, you know. So <laughs> when's this episode going out, mate? Next week. <laughs> Next week. Fifth, Next Wednesday. Excellent. Yeah. Nice, so. nice quick turnaround. Yeah. As ever. Well, I lost. Yeah, we, and, and then, yeah, then our That's final never happened before. <laughs> We'd never do anything like that, would we? No. Not that I'd... <laughs> I've, got, I've got two of the questions for you. Go because on. Because, you know, I'm, this, is my, this is my blog coming out here and just when I just the journalism bit coming back and I'm thinking two questions I can ask you. One... I don't know what to answer our ones with. No, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's half past 11 on whatever night it is of the week. I've... Add tea a few hours ago. I can't remember what it was, to be fair with you. <laughs> and um, I had two other questions. One is, what is your favourite favourite hundredth episode of a Star Trek series? Which I thought would be a cracking one. Uh, you've only got three to choose from anyway. Um, which ones would you go for? If you've got well, what episodes are they? Oh, mate, yeah, there's only say... one choice. Uh, Charles, and Tri- uh, Charles and Tribulations. That's not 100. Is it, is it not? I thought that <laughs> no. was a 100 one. No. So, it's the what, shit. So what, 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 what are the 100 ones of the, of the three then? The 100 ones are Next Generation. Go on. Oh, this is great. We can have a bit of a quiz over it. Okay. So, Next Generation. What is the 100th episode of Next Generation? I'm getting okay. it Trek core up. Okay. No, you <laughs> don't. You don't cheat. You dare do a website. <laughs> yeah, website. I will come round now. I know it's this time of night, but I will come round to your house and I will beat down your door if you dare even use that thing called the internet. Okay. To well, find the answer. Not you. No, <laughs> there's about 24 to 22 episodes in each series. Mm-hmm. So you probably so it's going 24, yes. 48. Uh, well, one of them had like 19 episodes, didn't it? Because of the writers' strike episode. 20, 22 in season two. Uh, 22 in season two. Okay, so 24, 46. Oh, this is gripping. Uh, 68. And one. So, so okay, it's season five. If you remember, and this is this is here's a bit of geekiness for you. If you remember the um, 25th anniversary special. TV that Leonard Nimoy and Shatner did. They featured the 100th Would... episode on there of Next Gen because they had a cake cutting and everything for it. Is it too early for unification? You are too late. Oh, too late that's, for unification. That's earlier than, that's earlier than unification. Uh, no, later than unification. No, it's earlier than unification. Oh, earlier. So sorry, sorry. Unification's, unification's too late for it. Oh, that's it. Okay. So if you've got to remember, you're classing every episode as a single length episode as well. Okay. So, so Farpoint, so Farpoint is classed as two episodes. Yes. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Would that be the same for the other two parters as well? I think. Every two part you're classing as a single, it, you're classing as episodes. It wouldn't have been in a line. That was season five, wasn't it? That's the end that of season later. five. That was after That's, unification. Because okay. unification unification is what five episodes into season five from memory. Because you've got uh, Redemption two, uh, and then you've got Darmok, Ensign Row, Silicon Avatar, and then you've got the game. I might have got those in slightly wrong order. And then yeah. unification one. I'm slightly okay. cheating, but it doesn't tell me directly. It doesn't say 100, it's this thing. I have to, had to do a bit of math, so I have had to, have to work for it. I call bullshit. You've been very silent. <laughs> I'm telling you the I, truth. I call, I, call, I call memory alpha. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> Go on, then. What do you think it is? I'm not going to say it, because I, that so that you can't tell I'm Because then you, we can cheating. prove that you've cheated. <laughs> <laughs> it was feet. It was, honestly, it was featured on the 25th anniversary special, uh, which was, if you remember, included with the uh, one of the first five box of season video. three. Am I right? Season three. Row five. Where are you up to? No, it's not. Uh... Yeah, I got my oh, Okay, so you've got so you've got 26 episodes in season one. 22 okay. Two and two. 22 and two. Are we adding these up. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, the 26, 26 in 1, 22 and 2, 28, and 3 is, uh, so that's 50, uh, 54, 74, plus 26 in 4, 74. Wait, that, that would make it redemption then, in the season Spot on. Yeah. It's redemption. Blimey. See, wow. even though it was two seasons later, I still would have loved for it to be in Crusher's uh, Candle episode. Oh, Sabrosa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that episode. That would have been a, that would have been a hundred. That's a that's worth worth a hundred episodes. And that fittingly, is worth a hundred episodes. And fittingly, we did a season review where we ended it on redemption. Yeah. Which that, would do in the finale of season four. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, and and for next year for the beginning of season five. So yeah. Yeah. It's there you go. Quite yeah. fitting that redemption. We... So redemption, redemption is hundred. Um, DS9 is it not trials and tribulations. It's is not it? trials and tribulations. Yeah. For some reason, and I had in my head that that it, that was from the right time. You were at the right time because you've got um, that's one, two, three, that's six episodes into season five. So season one of next gen of Deep Space Nine is twenty episodes. Yeah. Okay. Season two is twenty six. So that's forty six. Six. Twenty six in season three, which brings us up to seventy two episodes. Plus another twenty six on top of that brings us to seventy eight, ninety eight. 98, which means it's the second episode of season five, which was the ship, the ship as you said, the ship. Yeah, and, uh, then, and then Voyager. Uh, oh come on, you got to get this one because it's the only one that really had a hundredth episode that was kind of a hundredth episode special. Timeless, wasn't it? Surely it is. Isn't that what it they is. they made a big song and Ooh, dance about that one? Spot on. It is timeless. Is a hundredth one. So that's one I actually most, do know. So, <laughs> so there you go. Three, which uh, one memory Alpha saw you through there, Simon. No, honestly, I only just got into the beginning of that page. But I noticed his bandwidth dropped off a little know. bit as well. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely. It's me trying to write those e-cards. <laughs> if you send me an e-card, I will break your legs. <laughs> you bear. It's all those dancing porgs. Oh, don't you talk about porgs. You know, you know how much I hate porgs. You know how much my... It's my one of my phobias. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Pogs and fans yeah. of Manimal. They're the two things in this world that I can't stand. 
you know, it's just happened. Yeah, so you're right. Those are the, those are the 300th episodes. And how many episodes did Enterprise miss it by? Two. It was two. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have been exactly the same point that that DS9 was. But yeah, the, those, those are the 300. I've just just did a little bit of trivia there. So, but um. So which so you asked which one about which one are yeah. favourites? Um. Well, I can immediately. I think it's a good one, but I would discount the ship. Um, so for me, it'd be between Redemption and Timeless. Ooh. I, it'd have to be Timeless. I'd have to say Redemption if it were me. I'd, I'd go with the ship. <laughs> well, say, let's keep everyone happy. We're all happy. Everybody's picked this. Everybody's Everyone's picked this a winner. Uh, well, I'm I'm say, why Redemption? Why would you pick Redemption? I'm going to say Redemption as it's well. It's a good storyline. It's got everything with it. It's got Wolf being Wolf and you've got ships everywhere. Um, data doing a good kind of show you offy kind of look what I can do. Look, I see you got um Sealer turning up. You got random. I love the way they reuse shots from previous episodes. And you're going, what? You're trying to make it look like another ship, but it isn't. You just nabbed that off yesterday's Enterprise. <laughs> I think I think for me it's uh, it's a Klingon episode. And I've always liked the Klingon episodes. And there's a lot of stuff, that, and there's a lot of stuff that leads that's led to redemption that leads on from it. There's so much stuff going on there. I don't know. Maybe it's we just did it recently yeah. on um, season review. But yeah, but you know, timeless. I think timeless is fair. timeless is cool. It's just yeah. usual, um, usual time, time travel crap. You know, um, I mean, some great paradox. And the thing is, it, for me, timeless is one of those ones where it. It was one of the only episodes where you get any sort of decent character development for Harry. Agreed. And, yeah. And when uh, it's not about the Doctor or Seven and Nine for once in their life. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> I, although, although seeing Seven drunk was actually quite funny, as I've got to say that little bit where she's actually has one, has one drink and she's just, she's literally, she's just hammered. <laughs> but also we get to see Geordie again. Which yep. was also uh, a nice because uh, that, would that have been before Troy started making regular appearances? It was. On she only turned up in season six. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, so at that point it was a big thing, and I, I just thought that it was a really well thought out and a good episode that actually made me care. Agreed. Yeah, I completely agree with you there, one as well. But that does—that is no slight on any of the other hundred episodes. Oh, not at all. We said we've uh, all got our preferences. What about they're you, all Clive? good. I think. I think. Wait. I think. Time and time is a cracking Voyager episode. Um, I think visually, it's one of the best produced Voyager ones. Burton directed it as well. So Lavar Burton directed Timeless as well as, as being in it, which mm-hmm. is kind of why they got him on the Challenger. Um, but I think for me the ship is is a really just a, one of those it's a it's another one of the Dominion Arc stories for Deep Space Nine. It's it's so underplayed as a hundredth episode because Redemption got it because it was the first one that had made it to a hundred. Timeless got it because it, it was it was such a a big thing that Voyager and Voyager was kind of you know was the baby the one that wasn't it was really looked after it was the UPN show and it was the one that was kind of really highlighted. And then you've got this underplayed episode of of, of Deep Space Nine where. You can see why it was underplayed because two episodes later you've got Trials and Tribulations coming up, um, so you can see where the budget went. You've got a show which is completely contained within a, a Gemadar ship uh, on this planet. You've got the you've got the the, the Vorta, you've got the Gemadar, you've got 
the whole thing with the changeling in there. I just think it's a really great character piece in there as well uh, with Muniz and the chief. Uh, I just, I, I love it, but it's, it's Deep Space Nine and you know what, you could you could just put Deep Space oh, Nine in the box for me probably, and I just watch it. And it <laughs> maybe like a box set, you know, of discs that may play on a televisual device maybe. I think it's a forgotten classic, the shit, to be honest with you. And I think it's one of those that, that it's it's such a good episode that I think it's it's one of those where you kind of go, it should really get more recognition than it does. It could work into what you're saying for the episode that we had you on earlier in the year for, perhaps. Uh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it, it's almost like I planned it. I didn't. Well, I think so, no, that episode was definitely one of my highlights because I think, you know, I loved it Space Nine as well. It's my favourite Trek series. Yeah. So, you know, get into Note the of... point where Jamie adds to it as he goes along goes, I like that one as well. <laughs> he just edging all his bases, isn't he? I think The Ship is a good episode. I would say I love it <laughs> as much as Clive does, but I think it's a good episode, but it's not one that would immediately stand out for me, but that's fair enough. As I said everyone's got their preferences. There's always, there's always episodes of whatever Trek series you watch, you're going to think, that's underrated or that should get more recognition than it actually does so that's fair enough Clive I can I can see your point yeah that one Phantasms and the 37s for me are the three underplayed episodes that I absolutely love and don't ask me why but I just think oh great. the 37s I mean that that one I think that's wonderfully weird that is I, I, there's a certain charm to that one I just really quite like you know oh, you know let's just see this 20th century vehicle flying through space like what's going on half a life for me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, half a life. Yep, that's one me and Simon. Euthanasia. Fair play. If you can deal with that, and the the way that Major Barrett Rottenbury acting in that is just brilliant. That you sit there going, why is not anyone talking about this episode for heaven's sake? Or like Tim Man, it's the same thing. The um, Tam Embram. It's very why we. Tim Man's great. Stuff like that, and yeah, you know, those sort of things. I love those sort of episodes. That you sit there going, oh, why isn't anyone talking about this? This is really well played, and no one's going. Raxing um, lyrical about it, and he's just going, oh, "Come on, people! It's a good episode. You may not sit there and go, it's brilliant. Well, no. If you do try and produce anything for it, quality tends to dip occasionally, and you're going, Edward, just look at um, Demon and <laughs> oh, um, Course Oblivion. There we are. That's two examples where you sit there going, what the hell are they thinking? What? Do you, do you think now, and it's, you've made quite a good point now, actually, about, you know, classics, and you can go back and go, oh, this is a brilliant episode, this was fantastic, this was amazing. Do you think that going forward into sort of your next 100 episodes, and we're talk, will, will we talk <laughs> about things like the Discovery episodes from, from the first season, will we talk about any of those of being in the same kind of calibre that you put your Half-Life, your Tin Man? Oddly enough, we've already kind of done that. We did a retrospective earlier mm. in the year where we've kind of gone back over it and gone, there's an awful lot of subtle hints to... Uh, Lorca's uh, ultimate origin that are in there that you can pick up on and you go yeah I see what's going on here you clever what, monkeys do, do you think though that any of them will be will be revered as much as I am straight as, away as the mud episode where he messes with the, um oh cause and effect but not cause and effect that episode yeah that one is straight away where everyone goes yeah that one yeah, so that's one straight away you can tell immediately that's one where um everyone's go sane or whatever it was yeah yeah i mean that's that, that one, one straight me, away yeah because i mean for me i mean for me i mean i, I mean 
and like, the original Harry Mudd, I wasn't massively fond of the character personally. And then no. when you combine kind of the idea of Harry Mudd with time travel, for me that just sounded like a recipe for disaster. I did a fantastic job, absolutely fantastic job. I actually, I know it's probably controversial in saying this, but I actually prefer the the the, the way they kind of played the new Harry Mudd. He's kind of roguish, but he's actually got a bit of a nasty side to him. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, the people who really got up in arms were really mainly the uh, the guys who only beat the TOS drum, because Harry <laughs> Marge only appeared in such a small handful of episodes in TOS. He's one of those characters that they could flesh out in a totally different way, because um, we'd only seen them a few times, and also yeah. it's an episode that... the, the like the generation that grew up with TNG onwards don't really give a fuck about Harry Mudd. Yeah. So no. it, it's one of those characters that you can do that can. with and yeah. not really get too many people up in arms about. Exactly, yeah. Mm, I think but... the difference between Discovery and all the other ones is you've got social media there, so it's a slightly different thing. You can tell what everyone loves because they go, yeah, I love this episode, whereas before you had to do it in other old-fashioned ways where it wasn't so clear-cut what people liked and which ones didn't yeah but i don't think that's always the best barometer for it because um unfortunately uh, the negative fans shout louder than the positive ones so, yeah, I've noticed that. That's definitely a situation that I'm seeing at the moment a lot of. Yeah. So even though it, a, a lot of people will sit there, enjoy that episode and go, yeah, really fucking enjoyed that. Let's go on to the next one where the negative fan will be straight on. Pause it halfway. This is a pile of crap. So-and-so <laughs> done this. So-and-so done that. It's it's it, it's harder. It, they shouldn't always. I don't think they should always be looking to social media to try and gauge where they should be going. I think once they've got their vision, they should see it through and just, um, if they do it with enough uh, effort and love, then the fan base will go with them. When they've talked about the fact that the, the first season was delayed because they were universe building, and I completely agree with that, and I think they've got to build on that for the second season. If they make a massive U-turn now, if they decide to go enough in another direction that, that they will almost be pandering to, to a fan base that they shouldn't really do. And they should be forging this new identity. It's kind of what we said before you joined us when actually, um, you know, it's got to, it's, it's got to make its own path. It's, it's, there's a lot of negativity out there about it, but it, you've got to get past. It's the TOS guys and it's the TOS fanboys. And I'm not knocking people like James Corley who do a lot of work on, on the sets and he's done the whole thing, with stage, the stage nine sets and the tours, but he is very much a, I love TOS and that's it. That is very much it, but he will. He, he tries to stay out of the, the discovery conversation, but you do kind of find that he does end up trickling into it at times. Um, but every single incarnation has had this. Mm. Is uh, when TNG first came around, that was the bastard child of Star <laughs> Trek, and then and then as TNG grew love, then suddenly this black sheep of the family, Deep Space Nine, came along. And then Voyager couldn't keep it like uh, Voyager got uh, shit on enough. And then Enterprise come along. Everyone then, oh, you know what? Voyager, Deep Space Nine, they're bloody brilliant. Enterprise, this is a piece of crap. Now Discovery's come along. Do you know what? Enterprise, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But do you think that if you look at, you know, we we talk about a series that, you know, 1987, so we're 30 years on from that now. Deep Space Mm -hmm. Nine, we're 20 odd years on. Same with almost Voyager now. Um, 
But is it is Discovery and the, the episodes from the first season? You kind of look back and you go, oh, you know what? First season, Next Generation, amazing. You think of the stuff that conspiracy, um, conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy. And you think about, you know, the classics in, in Deep Space Nine, you know, duets and Emissary, the brilliant pilot. And, and Captain Pursuit was brilliant. You know, we had the, the new aliens and the wormhole. And Voyage, you look back and you think of, you know, um, Heroes and Demons is something you remember, but whether it was good or not, I mean, it's debatable. Um, but you oh. think of Eye of the Needle, you think of 37s, for example, even though it's held up to second year. Can we look back at, at Discovery in 20 or 30 years' time? And will those episodes from its first season be as revered for the quality that, that we looked at 30 years ago for, for the stuff we now look back and go, oh, yeah, Phantasms was amazing. Oh, we, we look back. Half-Life was brilliant. Yeah, but Are we going to be at the same place? If, if TNG turned up now of season one, mm. it wouldn't fucking last. Oh, no, absolutely. that's the thing. It's got to it, compare it to modern television rather than old oh, yeah. Trek. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think with uh, with Discovery, what you've got to do is you've got to see it in this in this different prism. It it is season one is one story arc, so it, it's it, it so you you kind of judge it as a whole, yeah, rather than individual, individual parts. I love yeah. Discovery, by the way. I'm not gonna, this is not me knocking it. This is me kind of going, <laughs> no, no, look, no. you know, I just, I'm just kind of thinking, does it, how, how do we think it stands up? Do we think it, you know, how does I, it work? I against, think it will. I think it will. I think it will stand up. And the thing is, I personally think that out of all Trek, except TOS, because season one was the best season of TOS. Um, but I would say my, I would say the strongest season one came from Enterprise. Because... Yeah. Uh, Enterprise really hit it out the gate, but once again, the, there was just enough people ready to shit on it for being set pre-TOS that it, it didn't get enough love. And uh, that that season one is probably the strongest. But answering your question, I think mm. Discovery will hold up. I think it will. I definitely think it will. And you know what you guys are saying about oh, you think at first oh it's uh, it's not very good, but then you you. That happened with Enterprise for me and Simon. We watched it and think at first we weren't so keen at, but as as the years have gone by, we've gone actually it's not so bad. Even the first couple of seasons, it's actually pretty good. So we've kind of had a bit of a, and we've grown quite fond of Enterprise. Over yeah, I think years. seasons three and four of Enterprise are fantastic. I think the season oh, yeah. three, of the Zindi arc is so revolutionary in what Trek was doing, even for when they'd done the arcs in Deep Space Nine. I think the Zindi arc was a, a brilliant idea. I think season four and the, some of the stuff they did in there, but the three part mm. arcs and the way that Manny Cotto developed that that season was was brilliant. Um, but yeah, there's there's, lo- there's yeah, I mean, there's loads of stuff. But I think you've got to look at me. Enterprise was probably the first one that was had any effect, maybe from early social media as well. We're talking mm-hmm. 2001, 2005, when people were really kind of getting to understand what the internet was all about. I remember that was kind of when Facebook really, really started around then. And you think about that kind of time and how social media would probably have probably affected how enterprise developed and, and worked. Yeah, definitely, yeah, absolutely. definitely. Because that's yeah. the thing; it, it was the first opportunity that people could like start telling everyone, "Don't watch this shit because it's not our Star Trek." Like, and it would be there straight away. It wasn't waiting for the fan magazine. It wasn't waiting for like your snail mail. It was there in your face there and then. Yeah. And um, and it, 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 I think, I think social media is a wonderful thing because it gives uh, because it gives life to 
things like this. It gives us life to like being able to get in contact with other fans and have podcasts and uh, other wonderful things. However, uh, I wouldn't like to think that the studios listen too closely to the negativity. Yeah, no, I agree. I no, think I mean, it's, you know, it's always, it's, think, it's always going to be negativity in, in, in anything, unfortunately, isn't it? It's just, it's just, unfortunately, something you've got to kind of, unfortunately, just roll with. And, you know, if you can, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think in the line of stuff that we do where, you know, we're off, our news feeds are probably filled with, with Trek stuff on a regular basis, you get news alerts and you know you can't avoid it. I think in some ways we can't avoid the negativity because we we see it so much in what yeah. we get we get fed through. You know you can't. It's very hard. I have, I have a news a Google news report that comes through each day which highlights kind of top Trek stories just so I can kind of keep up with what's going on. And there's always something negative in there. There's always something that you kind of go, oh geez, I wish I just not bother reading that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's every day, but then you just find that it becomes so incredibly negative as you go along you're thinking why am i still and i've had moments where i've kind of thought why am i still doing this why am i mm-hmm. still getting involved with this when it's just so much rubbish and you kind of realize because actually you know what there's a really great group of people out there in fandom who who want to talk about it and want to enjoy it whatever it is and whoever's interpretation of that is whether it's kelvin whether it's jj abrams whether it's yeah i mean, I mean that's you, the you know, thing whoever. when 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 you when you when you have a discussion with someone and they don't like saying if they go oh this is crap well okay that's that's great but why do you think that yeah. you know it's it's, it's it's nothing wrong with not liking something but if you just say this is crap and that's it we can just say that but it, you know there's no real discussion there then is there it's just kind of well, what's the point of, what's the point of this then whereas you know if you can actually have a discussion with someone and go oh i don't like this because of a b and c okay that's fair enough you bring up some good points i just copy into every every post that i put in there a discussion with this is just my opinion yeah. <laughs> this is my opinion it doesn't mean that I'm not liking anything, but and then just copy and paste that into it, the beginning of everything I put, and then I'm just covered. Yeah. It's the easy way of doing it. <laughs> but also, it's perfectly. It, it, some people can't differentiate like the ability to be able to like something yet still criticise yeah. certain elements of it. Mm. That's yeah. why you know, like if 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 you if you this is back constructive criticism. You can you can watch something or read something and go, you know, I I think you I think you know this you, you might need to improve on this or I, I think this wasn't quite done quite right but however you did really well at this or this bit was quite good or etc it's, it's all about constructive criticism yeah you know it's like um the short tracks prime example i think they've tried something different they've tried something new whether it's for a marketing attempt or to see if people will still watch it because it's purely on cbs access or whether because netflix wouldn't buy it i don't care i really don't care I think the quality they brought there has been brilliant. I think it's been so different and really unique, and I'm really looking forward to the next one. I still um, haven't watched it. Still haven't watched it yet. You know, I've no, I've yeah, no, I've I've been I've been trying to maybe like I was hoping that they would just come to Netflix, but I think at some point I'm just going to have to get, uh, go on Daily Motion and watch them. So. There you go. There but, you go. We'll no, it, afterwards. I'll know. Yeah. A man, I know a man who knows a man. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, 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 yeah go on. No, I was just saying. I, I find it stupid that they've been kept on just uh, CBS because. Mm. Agreed. Con- considering the amount that Netflix put into the series. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why? Why there's been they've got on, but I'm, I'm, when we're talking about you know 
the quality and things like that and how they maintain them. And I kind of thought, actually, I'm, I'm kind of, I've got a counter to my own argument, which is that the quality of these two short tracks has been has been brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't fault it. I think Calypso is a is a fantastic piece of story making in 15 minutes. It's brilliant. It really is brilliant. And what they've done is is really for me I think and it's really weird Calypso actually stands in my mind as one of the, the Discovery's greatest pieces um, because of the way it's done the way it's produced the way it's shot it just is just a masterpiece um, and it's really unusual I didn't think from Discovery I would see that this early on but again I think it's because you know media changes things change times change opinions change the way we make TV changes you know you, we've discussed this I think all of us discussed it at some point in the past you know you couldn't mm-hmm. make as I say you couldn't make TNG now because you've had things like 24 Game of Thrones uh, Breaking Bad you think of all the series you've got to compete with those in a sci-fi way it's very different now a different environment oh, yeah. you've not got the kind of stuff that that Next Gen was was punting off against um, and now we're going into this kind of second golden age potentially of Trek with the Picard series Lower Decks maybe the Yo spin-off the third section 31 what you know there's so much coming there's so much that, that's out there and you're going to think there's going to be stuff in the next five or ten years that we will see as classic pieces of maybe new age Star Trek maybe this is a new age maybe we've got to look at it like that and that 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 it's, it, there are three there are three eras of track there is the 60s and the films there is next gen the seven you know the 87 to 90 to 2001 enterprise era and then there's going to be this era which is going to be this this big kurtzman um baby which will somehow i'm guessing will all link in in some miracle way well the thing is it's a question of um as you said we live in this entirely different mm. age now mm. and with the formula that you've got with uh like netflix the possibility of having many many different series of star trek just as short uh short like individual stories that may run over only like 12 episodes I mean, we could revisit so many things, whether it's you could do a mini story arc, like diving into the Romulan War. You could do it like hell if we could fucking get Enterprise uh, crew back for like a mini Enterprise uh, couple of specials. Three episodes, three episodes yeah. in the series. Job done. Exactly. And, the, the, and being able to like with short treks be mm. able to uh do short episodes where you just cut out all of the b story and introduce characters that are going to become vital later on down the line it's it, it, it's brilliant and i i think it's i think it's a very exciting time for star trek because and how with uh the picard series coming up if they're smart about it they're going to be building these brand new sets set uh, in the future after Voyager, DS9, TNG. And they're going to be able to reuse those sets a lot, like if they're uh, clever about it. So we could have quite a few uh, like different ways that we could see the future of Trek. Yeah, you have to wonder, and, and I kind of refer back to Calypso again, you have to wonder with that kind of thousand-year leap into the future, which is it takes, which isn't a big spoiler, but it, there's a thousand years. No, I knew it was going. That one. Yeah. You've got to think, is this, is, are they putting things into these four short tracks? And they're going, no, 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 they really are standalone. They, I, I really doubt they are. I think there are things in here that they are testing and trying to see 
what the reaction of the audience is to see if there's potential that they can use this in the future. I think this is a very clever marketing um, and a very clever sort of very clever marketing tool to just test the audience to see, you know, is Saru's home world going to be an interesting storyline? Are people going to want to know more about that character? Yes, right. Okay, let's do it. Make sure we do it at least one episode a year on, on that kind of thing. Is this kind of future thing really picked up? And I think it will. And I think they'll run with that if they've got any sense. Because um, the whole storyline they can use, there is massive. One. Yeah, because um, actually, yeah, you actually mentioned that brings back a thing a few years ago where um, me and me, me and Simon and Phil were talking about the very first destination Star Trek when they were doing those um, those panels of oh, what's what's your best, what's your favourite episode of best episode of whatever series. We thought yeah. it might be they might be doing a, a subtle a subtle thing of doing specifically marketing to see what kind of star trek new star trek series that fans would maybe want from that would it be would it be something a bit lighter or would it be something a little bit darker or something like that maybe so yeah i, could, I can completely understand that's that's probably what they're doing with these shorts maybe yeah absolutely yeah i think there's there's so much potential in there there's so much potential that they can use but it's, it's what season two is going to bring it's you know you series season two is is it going to be a bit of a danger area because they're bringing back in, you know, Enterprise, Pike, number one, Spock. It's it's a it's a big gamble. It's a big gamble for a second series, I think. Season yeah, three. no, definitely, because that's the thing. As much as, like Terran said, bringing in a character like Mud is fine. No one gives a fuck about it. No. But when you bring in Spock, then you have the potential of getting a lot of people's backs up. Yeah. And it's it's definitely a gamble. It'll be interesting to see how they off. do. Mm. Um, but it, just out of curiosity, uh, do you guys, in your opinion, I'm uh, uh, I don't know whether this has been confirmed or not or anything. I've not really read much about it. Are we to assume, in my opinion? Um, season one of Discovery before they jumped to the Mirror Universe was not in the Prime Universe. Now I'm assuming before they jumped to the Mirror Universe, they was in a parallel universe. Be- I've not had that. Conf- I'd be, be honest, that's the first time I've really heard that that theory. Yeah, because um- the, the thing is, what made me think that is literally just because then it would clear up so many indiscrepancies that they, that anyone could have really had much of uh, a like problem a, with. Spore like, drive. What, what, yeah. The, or why the Klingons look like the way they do in Discovery compared to the other series. I think, I think what, I mean, this is just speculation, but I think they just said they would explain all the discrepancies at some point in the future, just they haven't yet. Apparently season two is going to explain a lot of it and bring it all together now. It could, Maybe but I'm thinking. I'm thinking it can't be. A par- it's a parallel universe, is it not? Because Lorel's still involved in this. That's an, in, that's an interesting in, idea. Well, that's a very interesting thought. I didn't actually yeah. think about. That's very interesting. Because I, I just wonder whether, like, just those little things. Because there's nothing to say that when you, when you go and you, like, when you fuck something up so much, like, well, I think I watched too much Back to the Future. <laughs> is this like Biff horrific prime universe yeah that's it <laughs> so they went from Biff horrific prime universe back into mirror universe into into the I, I don't know 
because I really, they could even say it's Kelvin timeline where they started. I mean, it could be any timeline. There's certainly a few alternatives out there. They could really fuck, do a mind fuck on you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it, I don't know. That it, I wouldn't mind that theory, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with Pike. Because obviously Pike is another character which we have only really seen, as much respect as Pike has got uh, mm. like within the community. Other than the Kelvin movies, we only have him in the cage and in his chair. So it's, it's another character that you could really explore. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Pike. Because we're assuming that season two is after the cage, aren't we, from what I'm told? Is that what it's going to uh, be? I'm, I'm alleged that the cage is before this episode. Yeah. That is, is that, am, I, am I right in my... my I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got a clue. But also... Hang on, he's on Memory Alpha. He can just have a look. Yes, are you on Memory Alpha or anything? He drops out the call. Oh! He disappeared. Oh, Oh, he has, hasn't he? Oh, okay. We've just been playing Alpha. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. Hang on. He he disappeared about 15 minutes ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't even... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's such a deep discussion. Oh, this is going like, to be fun. For... It's, it's all right, mate. He's only your co-host. It's not as like it's really important. Oh. <laughs> it's like he's key to this whole thing. But hey, um, yeah. So, Sai, how are you? Uh, how are you finding this? Is... No, he's 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 no, he's 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 uh, drawing a blank on this. I think he's. Uh... Yeah, uh, I didn't even realise he'd, he'd, he'd even dropped out. Oh. Uh, I was on, proper into it. I was like, guys, I know. Just... I didn't even realise he'd dropped out. Um. Hang on, I'm just going to text him. I better text him. So we'll, we'll still continue chatting. Yeah. <laughs> his mum's no, probably time to turn the light off and go to bed. Uh, it is. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you still up? We've got school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so but, um, what was your second question, Clive? What was the other question you were going to ask? Clive, but... um, yeah, my second question was, and it kind of links into bits of what we've, we've already talked about, was... So when did you start your po- the podcast? Was it with twenty? We went live. The of, in, we went live. The man of numbers is not here because yeah. we, so we have to kind of. Yeah, we went live in twenty fourteen. Um, uh, but we started late twenty eleven. I think it was late twenty eleven, early two thousand twelve. That's, that's right, because you had recorded like seventeen episodes and never released them. Yeah, we recorded sense. like a lot. Like, the only, yeah, they were like a practice, what we call a lost that file. So, that's called mixtapes, mate. They were, yeah, they were really exactly. big in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, precisely. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I honestly have never met another podcast that has that practiced podcasting <laughs> for three and a half years before releasing them. Yeah. It's very special, mate. It's very special. <laughs> <laughs> but you have come a long way since those days yeah just, play, just playing yeah. it to each other in the rooms just that was it <laughs> sitting there which yeah. episode should we listen to today let's listen to episode 17 oh great how many people listen to it uh, just, three just two three two three one of man watched the old man and listened to it <laughs> sorry that's all right that's fine we'll keep Simon's just messaged me he'll be on, he's, he's, he's got dropped off but he'll be back on soon all right. Back on soon, so we'll what, just, what happens when yeah. you're in dial-up? Uh, yeah, well, I think his, 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 mom, his, his internet went down. His mum wanted to use the phone, so we had to come on through <laughs> for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> using the phone now? 
Yeah. Come on, come off the internet. Oh, mate, that used to piss me off saying rule because when me and Paul used to, um, uh, who I uh, originally done uh, the podcast with, we used to be playing Birth of the Federation uh, oh. online to each other, and then suddenly, fucking, someone's uh, like his mum would pick up the phone, <laughs> and then it's like two hours of gameplay just gone and you're like no it's actually quite lucky because i actually i'm the one recorded um because the first part simon recorded skype on skype because you can only do it one at a time so it's lucky that i'm yeah. doing it this time otherwise it would have totally messed things up so it's a bit of luck there um oh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll his internet's gone down he said in a big way but he'll try and get on quick uh, asap well it's usual for a skype call to me that's one of us ends up coming off it at some point halfway through yeah unfortunately it's, it's tradition. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, my where, second what, question. My second question was, so you, you're looking back, 2011 was when you guys kind of started yeah. putting them on tapes for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to them on their Walkman. I never. <laughs> you joke, but I found one when I moved. I found really? the Sony. I've got it. Yeah, seriously, it works. It's um, a Sony Walkman. It's cassette. I'll, I'll take a picture of it. I'll stick it on Instagram. Um, but it's just, I've got, I found my Sony Walkman. But I used to walk in my blazer to school, wow. to my my grammar school that I went to. Mm. Okay. Don't, don't knock me. Um, but yeah, I found it by Sony Walkman, and I've got some tapes still in the loft. So I'm gonna at some point get them out and play them again. But anyway, there you go. But um, now you anyway. need to burn some episodes of the Engage podcast onto them. Onto cassettes. Yeah. Oh, well, I lost spies. Well, I mean, you can hear snippets in our yearbook. That's where we kind of, we, we've saved all that stuff that we did years ago, just in case we do use it. Yeah, but then I've got to make like a cassette cover for it as well. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, I've, got to, and then I've got to stick some tape over the bit that stops me recording over it as well, so I can, can record <laughs> right over the top of them. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you, 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 oh, the days of cassette tapes. No, it's just, just, anyway, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, my second question. Sorry, we're getting back to the point. That's all right, Tom. Um was so it's 2011 and now we're in, we're in 2018 what what i mean trek has, has obviously moved quite a bit on since then i mean what kind of do you think discovery aside do you think are the kind of the biggest things that you've kind of witnessed within the the, the trek climate would you say or things that you've kind of seen as the biggest kind of changes um maybe I'd, say, that time? I'd say probably i mean i know it was a little bit before we started but i'd say probably the kelvin timeline films in particular, yeah. when they started, oh, that was quite a big thing. Um, you know, kind of. I know, I know. JJ Abrams gets a lot of stick for, for for the way he did it, but he did bring Trek back. Say what you will about about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally quite enjoy the Kelvin timeline films. I think they're great. Whether it's, I'm not going to get into the whole is it prime or not because that's just that's just a really sticky thing. But you know, I think without that happening, I don't, I don't think you'd have what we've got now. I, I mean, maybe Star Trek would have still come back in a certain way, but I think that's, I think that those films started the trend. It's going into that kind of golden era. Well, yeah. the the thing is, mate, uh, you are right in that sense because it wasn't that Trek ever went away. It's mm. it's a question of. Um, CBS forgot what they had. Yeah. They, they almost they didn't appreciate Trek for what it was, and uh, the Kelvin movies made them think, oh, you know what? Actually, people they they still give a fuck about this. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe we should do something. And that was, even though it was still some time down the pipes, but it did kick that off. So, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You are right. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's probably one definitely, I definitely would say. I'm going to say, I think one of the biggest things that's happened in the last... And this is kind of just spitballing it, but I would think one of the biggest things that's happened to Trek is the, is the Starships collection. Yeah. I honestly think it, it did a massive, a massive thing for merchandising. Um, I think it's done it, and it's the fact that it's still rolling on today, I think is a, if you look at the Kelvin timeline, you kind of go, yeah, the films were, were massive. But if you think about from, uh, you know, the figures and stuff like that and all the kind of stuff that comes off it. And now we've got the, there's two great into darkness figures that are coming from uh diamond select and i'm sure there'll be discovery figures at some point coming it's got to be it's got to be coming you're stupid mm-hmm. if you're missing out on that but i think the, the, the starship collection is a is a big big piece of, of the last sort of eight years mm. absolutely and also an, another piece of that puzzle that um it probably did help cbs to remember what they had as well is also like th- it is also like destination star trek because there there had always been star trek vegas and it had become like this yearly ritual however when um showmasters and media 10 got together and came up with this idea mm. um they uh, i know from speaking to people who had worked at both uh, companies that CBS really did not give a monkeys about Star Trek when uh, the original DST came about and then seeing like the attendance figures and everything else that come it made them realize that not only is Trek popular at this one specific event that is held in Vegas that just everyone comes to it, it made them think oh Shit, people everywhere still care about this. Yeah, totally. and it's and it's an amalgamation of things like the merch still selling well, uh, the Kelvin movies doing well, and then things like Destination Star Trek coming along. It's still popular everywhere else. Uh, all of those things kind of then made them think. And also, I would say, I would say something else that really uh, uh, convinced them was just how much Star Trek was getting watched on Netflix. Yeah, the random 10 episodes that are like the top 10 episodes watched on Netflix. Clues? Who would have thought Clues would have been top 10? Yeah. Bonkers. But that's the thing. Those viewing numbers... Yeah. I would would say in that time, because back in... in, We're talking 2011. Back then, um, Netflix, Netflix was still a bubba. It wasn't the juggernaut that it is now. Yeah, DVDs and Blu-rays. So well, Blu-rays I, wouldn't even happen by that point. Either. The next-gen Blu-rays weren't even a... We're still a couple of years away by 2011. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I'm trying to think because I started podding 2011. 2012. And, and yeah, no, they, yeah. yeah, they came out like a year or so after. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's... It's all of those. It's an amalgamation of those sales, and then also for Netflix. Yeah, I reckon also like Discovery and everything else, mm. because Discovery still might not have got done if Netflix wasn't so willing to invest. Yeah. In it, it or at least 
the discovery that we've got now, it could have been a very different thing if the, if the investment wasn't there. He's so, back. He's back. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hello, Simon. <laughs> um, did Jamie tell you what happened? Um, yeah, we have to, apparently we've got to speak. We've got to speak a bit quietly because because your mum's told told you to turn the light off and go to bed. <laughs> so we've got to keep the voices down now. Is that right? Mum <laughs> doesn't care watch. less. I think it's like he's doing his <laughs> podcast things tonight. She's used to it by now. What, what happened, Si, was we were chatting um, and 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 we were a bit, I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but we didn't actually realise you'd gone after that. I think it was like ten, twelve minutes. Well, no so. differences there either. But hey, <laughs> I will hold my hand up and say I did notice. However, <laughs> I was just right, kept on going. Reappear. Yeah, but, but it will be yeah. my sudding light every time. Every other bloody episode we do. And he's gone again. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh oh. He's. Oh, he's. He's, he's sod in luck. Oh dear. <laughs> well, he did. I'll finish your sentence. Every single time he's on a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did, he did say if he's having problems and if it does come to the point where he can't get back on, then we can just go ahead with him and end it. And it, he, he, he understands. Well, so. we have done for forty minutes so far, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hang on a minute, is he actually... Sorry? No. No, he's no, gone. He's, he's gone he's, again. He's gone. Oh, he's, he's gone. gone again. Oh, right, bless okay. him. No, he's gone again. Think he again. needs, think he needs worry, to use he get... drill. <laughs> uh, he gets to listen to this with fresh ears when he's editing it. I know, he's gonna, I'm, I'm glad it's not me editing it. It's, I feel sorry for him, I really do. <laughs> really? Thankfully, thankfully, I'll be taking... Because basically, when we... um. Because obviously I've taken over. Because what we do is when someone does production, we don't think it's fair that everyone does everything. So whoever does production does editing. So and so so basically when someone does production, I'm doing the editing, just uploading the episodes, and it'll, and then be vice versa. So this part of the year, Simon's got had to go back to doing editing, um, and he's um, I say had to go back to it. I asked him, and he did big fun, terrible with my bibbing words. Um, I asked him and he said it was fine, so it's kind of like a nice equal thing to do. But I think he'll, I think he's, I think he's gotten all right of it. But I definitely think he'll be glad to go back to doing production for the first half of the year next year. Just give editing back to me. So. I, hey, come and do my job. I do producing, editing. Yeah, <laughs> so, there you guys. I said I, I don't know how you guys do it, honestly, on top of everything else. So <sighs> it's easy. That's the thing, honestly, mate. That that's why sometimes there's points where fuck all gets done because yeah. it's just yeah. there's wow, so got, much to do. General life happens, and you kind of go, I haven't done anything for about a week. Uh, better yeah. do something. That's a good idea. I know, but <laughs> also it's a really weird situation because it's like I've I've been a bit crap lately because I've been busy with family and getting ready for Christmas and everything else. That I've gone, oh shit, I haven't like done anything for the podcast or the youtube channel in like fucking like eight months and it's like oh no it's only been three weeks but it yeah. it just feels that way yeah, yeah you're right when it's such like a part of um you like because it does it becomes a huge part of your life i don't think people who don't podcast um i don't think they realize just how much it can consume your oh, thoughts yeah. and i'm sure it's exactly the same with yeah. your vlog and everything else that you're up to clive yeah it's when you when you you write because i i write for for hero collector now as well so i've started oh, writing for, for start writing for hero collector as oh. of last month congrats um that's brilliant. Cracking, i know i was, I was well chuffed um 
so I've started doing that as well. So kind of I'm, I'm balancing the two and, and you've only still got the same amount of time, but you know what mm-hmm. I'm doing in two bits. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because I suppose I found it easier to do videoing because I can do a video and I can do pretty much do it in one go and I'm job done. When yeah. I'm writing and it's, it's interesting, I'm doing a piece for Hero Collector at the moment and I wrote it and it's about the Promillion battle cruiser that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And I was writing the piece and I got about halfway through and I went, this is bollocks. <laughs> I just scrapped the whole thing and started again. And that was like an hour and a half I'd spent trying to craft something and just started again. And I got about halfway through again and I went, this is still bollocks and started again. And this is, this is, and it's unusual for me to have that kind of, not mind block, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because I tend to do most of my writing this kind of time of night. Um, and yeah, you get that kind of point. I find I find it's, it's some, and you start going. Hang on a minute, no, I've written that because I've done over six hundred posts now on some kind of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And there's a point when you go, hang on a minute, I'm sure I've written that at some point. And you're writing about a ship, or you're reviewing one of the ships, or something like that. You're reviewing a, a graphic novel, or you're looking at a game, or whatever. And you think, I'm sure I've written that before. And it's trying yeah. to be new and different. And you get that point. You're, you know, you're now, you know, you know, you're a hundred episodes down on, on the on the podcast as well. And I'm sure there's times when you go, oh, haven't we done that? And yeah, but the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, you're discussing a subject matter mm. uh, like that is finite, and for as long as you've been going and we've yeah. been going, uh, like you do hit the same nail sometimes more yeah, than totally. once, and you've got to not beat yourself up about that because hell, it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But do you, with writing for Hero Collector, do you yeah. uh, come at it from a different angle that you do than some kind of Star Trek, or are you trying to keep it pretty faithful to how you already write? Um, it's that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I think I've tried to do a bit of a different tack with it. So with the sh- with the way it's been i'm doing it, i'm kind of linking the articles to the ships as they come along in the series so the two i've done so far, i did one for destination star trek actually um mm-hmm. which is kind of a history of the uk um convention scene mm-hmm. which is quite interesting from my perspective to kind of see where everything's come from and the second one was to do with the zindi primate ship which was down a couple of weeks ago um and i decided to do kind of are the zindi or the dominion actually the stronger um party mm-hmm. was actually the, yeah. yeah it's i i actually kind of argued that the, the zindi was actually a stronger um opponent for, for various reasons go to herocollector.com and read the article if you'd like to find out more <laughs> terms and conditions apply please see you know on uh, oh, hello, um, hello. but but i i think the way that i write for hero collector isn't quite as um i think with the, the freedom that i have with my own site is that i can write what i bloody out want to um and i think with hero collector i have to be kind of at points you kind of go i have to just kind of toe the line a little bit because mm-hmm. um, it's not my baby but with 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 Scott, i can you know if, if there's something i don't like about it i'll say i don't like <laughs> it or if there's something i really think is fantastic i will say it's fantastic you know if, if i've been playing a lot of like flux and uh galactic empire it's a brilliant game um <laughs> and and saying you know what's been great about them, but there are stuff that I've, I've reviewed where i've gone this is this is bad crap um there was i remember i remember an infamous review of star trek renegades um, where I knocked off Manny Winter in Tyranny because I basically said it was a pile of shite. Uh, apart from him, who was actually all right, but it got into it. You know, I can I can have that freedom there, but with with Heraclex, you kind of just have to be a little bit more careful. Yes, you can be a little bit controversial, but it's within a framework, I would say. 
you can only go kind of so far. So with you know with the Zindi one, it was a case of you know you can argue that the Zindi are probably a, uh, a more uh, omnipresent threat than the Dominion, but I wouldn't have kind of gone off onto kind of some of the chances, tangents I might have had that I might have wanted to with with, with Scott. Totally agree with you, mate. Because the thing is, when when I get sent stuff to review or get asked to review things, um, I try if I don't like it, I try and handle it a bit diplomatically, in the mm. sense of uh, like point certain things out, but I won't slate it as much as I would if I hadn't have been like sent this stuff for free. Yeah, I've been like okay i've got to treat you with a bit of respect and also the thing is with regards to fan films um i used to get contacted like well when people used to contact me like about oh we're making this fan film i'd be like yeah great come on the show and talk about it everything be nice and and then like the fan film would come out and i'd be like fuck that's a pile of shit and i'd go like there have been a few like that there have been a few (laughs) and now it's a, it's a question of I'm much more reluctant to actually do that because I don't want to uh, I don't want to endorse something that I think is crap <laughs> and yeah. so yeah no you definitely you definitely treat things different ways and well, yeah, you no. choose your guests don't you that's part of the thing and the way that you chat to them um, means you know kind of that they matter rather if it's someone that's just there because something that you're not not so bothered about you you can tell there's not so passion in there and so it's always worth doing what you're passionate about rather than because you have to yeah i mean i'm never going to get into a lawsuit situation but i i I do find with scott i've been a little bit more honest there are times when i kind of go look guys this just don't there are a couple of reviews i think looking back where i'm kind of like i was probably a little bit too honest for my own good yeah <laughs> and, it, and it didn't come back and bite me, bite me in the ass but i think you know what yeah you, you you'd sent me something or um you'd asked me to do a review for you and i did but i was a little bit too cutting um yeah. would i do it again i probably would yeah. that's maybe not the best thing to say but i i, I prefer i prefer to give scoffs that sounds a bit cheesy but that kind of edge that it is an honest one person's opinion and if you don't like it it's okay it's the same with with, you know discovering things like if you don't like it don't read it yeah Yeah. but no so happy for you mate to be doing stuff on hero collector that's brilliant yeah it's uh i was i was i was well happy when when i got kind of involved in that so um yeah we'll see how that goes but my third one is coming out soon and i've got a fourth one planned so there is going to be it's about once a month i'm I'm popping something on there but um yeah it's uh it's a nice little additional piece to do um and uh, i quite enjoyed doing it <laughs> and it's but it's all pc and i have to kind of control myself a little bit and not get too excited and and i have to keep it within the realms of, of decency so it's uh it's it's a challenge for me and i quite like the challenge of doing something a bit different to, to kind of the style that i've got with stuff which is just kind of a bit of a chat and just kind of chucking stuff around and going right it's, so, it's um, good it's bad so what about you guys then what about um you you tried to get out of earlier life um what about some of your favourite moments? Favourite moments of when you've come on ours, or vice versa? Then you've got any any memorable moments you can think of? Yeah, when the Wi-Fi cuts out, it's best thing. <laughs> well, you can send an email to BT on that one. Oh, don't even don't even start me on the BT story again. Don't even get me on that beauty. 
Oh man, two months without internet. Jesus Christ, it's like in the Stone Age. Um, <laughs> whenever I'm trying to think that the episodes that we've done, we did, we did the know. DS9 one was cracking, yeah. and and I was gutted that we kind of did, that the internet did fall out at the end of that, and um, <laughs> because it was it was a cracking episode, and we and we got into loads. And you know what, I could do another one of those. So if you ever want to do another, oh yeah, to be, yeah. Honest, to be honest, I'm I'm more than happy to come on and do talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, well, the first one we had you on for was. Oddly enough, I think similar. It was how to improve Voyager. Oh God, yeah. That and that was episode eighteen to put. Flipping uh, heck. May of 2015. I was a bit less grey at that time. Just after they had gone live, mate. That sounds like their their first episode seven, after. That was like that was like seven. seven. Wait, well, I, to be I was fair, the first one you didn't put. On, I was the first one you didn't put an audio cassette. That's amazing. Wait. <laughs> To be fair, you and Matt were on eight episodes before that in January 2015, so you're not far uh, off. No, no, that's it. <laughs> not far off at you all. You know, so. Uh, yeah, no, we was we was just discussing how you had built up your back catalogue and uh, only released it to yourselves for four I just years. Thought it won't be. On, it wouldn't have been on cassette. It would have been on mini disc. I still Crazy have disc. my mini disc player, so. Yeah, it's very, it's cracking. Anytime you want to shoot that over, so si, I'll, I'll listen to it on mini disc for you. <laughs> but no, um, I can't even remember the subjects that we discussed. I've always had a good time uh, recording with you guys, but I literally cannot remember the subjects that we spoke about. I think, um, I think when we um went on yours, Wayne, it was, it was you and Matt. I think we talked. To, I think we talked about um. Was it, is it, um, I think we talked about, is it Into Darkness we talked about? We talked about one of the Kelvin timeline films. Probably, it would have been Into Darkness. Yeah, so I think we we talked about that a bit. What we I think maybe what we thought of it. I'm not sure specifically what it was, but we did talk briefly about that. Yeah, so, because that was long before um, uh, Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. Um, so, I, I do have a way where we could actually have a rough idea what the hell we were talking about, and strange enough, my stupid organisation... Um, a, a schedule that might have a certain blurb to it so we could look at that go on then <laughs> oh, no. um with my internet at the moment i'm scared to check otherwise i'll be I will, disappearing I'll, again i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it carry on talking i'll, I'll have a Mate, just this. just tell your mom just tell your mom take the premium bar off the internet after nine o'clock and you'll be fine that's all she's <laughs> got to do so, <laughs> uh, just get to ring get to ring aol and and you'll be sorted Get your free internet disc. Get your 15 minutes. You'll be sorted. Easy. I think it's more get the hamsters out and winding them up with the router. I think at this rate, the bloody internet. Whatever you do with hamsters in your own time, it's <laughs> absolutely down to you. But it's, 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 you know, it's not the right time for me and hamsters. I just don't need that now. <laughs> you went there, not me. Uh, I don't want to know what you've done with that hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity, is your hundredth episode going out as like a six-hour special? <laughs> won't be the longest one we've done, Wayne. Yeah, it won't be the longest. Won't be the longest. of it. The um, season reviews are about six hours, so this won't beat it. So we're not worried. <laughs> that's that's the stupid thing of it. It's like yeah, whatever. That's four hours. No worries. Yeah, but sure, do, when it's like six hours long, do you not like split it up into three or four episodes? Yeah, it's taken us about three years to work that bit out. We're getting emails from you going, "Why don't you do it in two? You know, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because the season reviews when we the first uh, three seasons we did just eat all in one, but um, then we as I said then the people were <laughs> well, saying the suicide rate was quite high after those. So <laughs> <you decided. laughs> Yeah, so then we then a few people said, "Hey, why not do it in two? So I was like, "Okay, we'll do it in two then." That's what we that's what we did last year, so it, it works. Uh, right, I'm just still looking for. I'm actually... I was just check just checking side was still on. Just sorry, just just me, just checking he was still here. Yeah, uh, I am on the. Uh, I'm just looking for the actual. Uh... <sighs> yeah, we oh that was it. Yeah, um, we discussed the impact of well. We'll say J.J. Abrams verse, but the Kelvin timeline films on Star Trek. Just as overall, I think that's what we, that's what it says here in the blurb. Which, funnily enough, we've touched on in this episode, so that's quite fitting. Yeah. So... Back at the answers again, are we? Sorry, that was a different subject. There you go. So oh. yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, I said it's, it's you know, it said, fact, we said hundred episodes. It's a quite a big milestone i love it so we've talked about 100 episodes we've also talked about 100 episodes of our favorite what our favorite 100 episode is so it actually fits quite nicely doesn't it it really does really does what's what's what you're going to start 101 off i think you've got to do it you've got to do a trek 101 what would you consign to trek room 101 that is the 101st episode right there guys um well (laughs) no that no you say that but um, whatever you've got planned that is a brilliant suggestion um (laughs) We've done it already. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. Did it. Oh. When was that? And All right, then. again, and we're oh. proposing. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to... got a proposal. What you would bin from Discovery into oh. a Trek 101. You do a Discovery 101 room. What would you remove from it and what would you keep? Doesn't need to be episodes. Can just no. be can snippets. be bits of it. Yeah. Dialogue, yeah. characters... That's your homework this week, boys. That's, yeah. I'd say go. probably maybe the last episode of season one of Discovery. Cause I didn't hate it, but it, it wasn't great. It was a, it was just very rushed. But that's a whole other debate. That's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, we I said we've already done um, Room One Hundred One. Actually, we did that was it earlier this year, so wasn't it? Uh... You'd have thought they'd have planned it for the episode numbers, wouldn't you? But then I guess they didn't expect to get past seventeen. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it was early this. Year. It was early this year. this year. Was it last? No, it was last year, wasn't it? I think it was last year. Oh, it was I even believe. Last... I'm looking. I believe you had a chicken burger for tea that night. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Wednesday. <laughs> I was thinking it was. I was thinking it was fish and chips. No, no, no. That was that was the night after. I <laughs> was the night after. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, day, yeah. And the day before was pizza, and then spaghetti bolognese on the Monday. It's always pizza. Yeah. It was pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne actually looks like he's thinking about what did I have for tea? No, no, no. I'm I'm now thinking. I want to admit. I'm I'm just sitting here thinking about my parallel universe theory, and I think that the, the, what they've jumped into isn't the prime universe. <laughs> I think that they're going to at some point arrive in the prime universe. You think they're doing almost the, an, the anthology series that Fuller wanted, but in a different way. Yeah, because uh, because then it doesn't matter if they fuck anybody off with Pine or Spock. Because they're going to leave that universe and then end up in Prime Universe. At the end of season two? Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of quantum leaping. Uh, I, I'm actually, um, with I'm actually, actually a decent finale. We have to think. They can't have forgotten about this spore drive. It's got to be still there for a purpose. There has to be a reason behind it. 
There has to be well, some reason why it's still, well, no, it's so still there. Section 31. Or the, how they're going to explain it away. Well, there is a, there is a, there is a theory about, about explaining the spool drive. If you, as Simon just said about Section 31, if you think back to DS9 with Agent Sloan, how he just magically appeared in DS9 without being detected. Mm. Maybe he had a spool drive. Maybe that's where it comes from. It's, it's not, not, it's not most plausible, but it's, it's vaguely possible. Maybe. There's a lot of retcon in there. There's a lot of retcon in Well, Star Trek. Mm, it's notorious for like us, Events, events of Trouble Tribbles. What? When when did you ever see the Trouble Detonate outside the station in the original series? You never did, but it happened. Mm-hmm. It's because it was off camera. It was just to the left. Yeah. And Cisco talking to Captain Kirk. Honor serving with you, sir. That's I mean, so weird. We're so, that they're so good so at retconning weird. stuff. So good at retconning stuff. It's, it's, it's so brilliant. And the thing is, we're, mirror, we're, mirror. with Section 31, it, it, it lends itself well to uh, retconning stuff just because everything is so cloak and daggers that it, it, it's, it, it can easily be uh, signed away like that. So... But no, I, I I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stick my money on parallel universes. Interesting. But I think you could be. I think you've got a good point. Mm, you've got a very yeah. good point. Because now. obviously they've jumped to a universe where the Klingons have won the war. No, I thought they hadn't. I thought that when they got there, the because the, uh, because um. When they got the, back, they did. Yeah. When, when they, they got, got back. When they got back, end of season one, Discovery had been away for so long. That's the Klingons right, had. Yeah. Had made advances, but they hadn't won the war. They'd made advances into Federation space. They'd almost won, I think, but not quite. But they were very close. And then close, they didn't. Yeah. And then it was all. And then the whole Lorel being put into position as the. Because no woman has ever been a leader of the High Council, remember? Mm. Apart from the twice that it's happened in Star Trek. Um, they th- then she's kind of pulled the forces back, is what I'm guessing, or what I remember. I might be making stuff up here. Is that they yeah. pull the forces back so that so that. It's not anywhere near. The, the, they've sort of gone back into their own space. I was surprised, and, and after all the Axanar mm-hmm. stuff, that Axanar didn't end up at the end of season one. I was very surprised with no Axanar reference. Very surprised. Mm-hmm. That of all the Ferrari over it, and the fact that they canned it, and the fact that they really worked hard to get it in CBS, you know, slapped all that lawsuit and everything, and all the fan film stuff. I'm really surprised at the end of the of season one. I was I was predicting there was going to be some Axanar action, I, and it never happened. I was so shocked that they didn't pull that one. Very, yeah, very shocked. That's the thing about Discovery. I mean, they did only 15 episodes, and it's a shame because it said me and Simon, if you listen to our retrospects, we felt they did, they, it just felt a bit rushed, it felt rushed, particularly towards the end. And this, and you know, we understand there's only 15 episodes, and they weren't sure how well it was going to do. So we understand that, but it just, if they'd just taken that leap of faith and gone, let's do, I don't know, they could have done, I think they should have done at least three or four more episodes. I think it would have just made it so much better, made it just more in depth and just not as rushed it really would have I think it just would have worked so much better personally but I mean we're only looking at 13 episodes of season 2 aren't we it's, it's cost I mean cost has mm. got to be you've got to think of how much it must True. have cost to build things like the ship of the dead to build all mm. the discovery sets for season 1 mm. it must have cost an absolute bomb and that's why you know if you think about the, the four short tracks they're reusing the sets mm. so yeah, it would be nice to see them wouldn't it yeah <laughs> We were talking about this. I think we were talking about this whilst we were, yeah, been nice to see whilst, whilst you were gone, so I was saying. It's like, it's great. It's great they're making them, but, you know, now Netflix have got Discovery, but they can't They can't give us short treks. It's just, okay, right, that's just whatever, but fine. I mean, maybe they'll come over at some point, who knows, you know. 
I'm not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, is there anything else you guys want to ask us or anything? Or no, I'm, uh, I'm. It's just always been a pleasure to talk to you guys, and it is a pleasure to uh, see you guys uh, this year at the Sci-Fi Palooza. We'll definitely and... be there next year, Wayne, as well. Yeah, oh I... man, I need to I need to come to that this year. I, I last year I couldn't because of work and commitments and other stuff. But I I, I was gutted that I didn't get to come and and, uh, and spend time with you. That I really no, wasn't. it'll yeah. it'll be great to have you all there. Eighth uh, of June, eighth of yeah. June next 8th of June. year. Eighth of June. That's 8th of June. it. Yeah. Hang on, that's not the same week. That's not the same weekend as MCon, is it? Uh, <laughs> hang on. I don't know when MCon is. Let me check. Me, let me check the diary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know when MCON is. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying um, a lot. Well, hopefully, Wayne, we'll hopefully see you uh, a bit sooner than that, because I, 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 you might not remember, but we uh, did we mention it, Cy, to Wayne? Uh, did we mention it to... But we're uh, outside your house right now. <laughs> <laughs> did we mention it earlier uh, when we when we saw when we saw Wayne? When we, saw... we might have done, but I think Wayne and Jube were enjoying themselves, so I think it might have gone... Shoop. Yeah. Uh, basically, what we want to say to you, Wayne, is wondering if you and Jude would like to join us for an episode um, in is it, is it March, no, April time, I think it is. Um, we'll be you actually going to do stuff so far <laughs> in advance, mate. I said yes. Suddenly, it's like too early. It's in tender time, Jamie. Just no, it's all right. It's fourth and fifth of May. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Good to know. Uh, okay, I was going to say, would you like to join us at some point? Then I'll rephrase that. Um, would you like to join us at some point? We're actually going to do Room 101 again, but around two. Yeah, no, absolutely. Count me in. When, whenever you want me, mate, you just tell me, and awesome. okay. I'll be there for It'll be great. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so at some point. I won't say Stupid Wings, at some point. You know, schedules, they never, they, we've got a schedule, but it never always stays the same. Things get moved around all the time, so. No, that's it. No, right. uh, you know, we'll be at your beck and call. Whenever you want a pod, we'll be there for you. Oh, oh thank you. I appreciate that. And the same goes for you guys as well. Both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that both of them or both of, no, uh, both of, of us? No, all of you. All of you. I was like, so I was just going to go, fuck you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've just spent two hours of my life on this. You can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> you, you get your hamsters. You do what you want to do with them in the evenings. That's fine. But you know what? That's great. You say thanks to what? Oh, Wayne, by the way. Yeah, come on. Come down for tea. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah do whatever you want. Clive, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're still here, right? Yeah, fuck off. Okay, so cheers, guys. Thanks. Well, you know what you can do with your podcast. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> silence there. There's no retort, no invitation. No. Oh. It's like, oh, God, just, just, make, just make sure we block that guy. Just make sure we block him on Skype because we never, never want to speak to him again. <laughs> Same there, I was Clive. actually going to say, Clive, we're, we're just know when to say the right things, Jamie, and how the rest. Yes. yes, I know. I shot myself in the foot. I apologise for that. I didn't mean to come off that way. Hey, look, you two have got to be up for school in the morning. It's quite late. <laughs> this is really late. You've no, got, we'd, you'd... Love to get, we'd love to get you on again as well, Clive, obviously. As oh, well. yeah, you pull, this one out, you pull this one now, don't you? Well, actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, we actually mentioned this earlier. We now you've layered about... Wayne with praise. You just where well, you pull this one out of the bag at the end, don't you? Oh, we, oh, you can come on again. Yeah, sometime. That's fine. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I remember I'll this. You, remember this. That, don't worry, Clive. We, I'll pod with you in the next week or two. Oh, that's mate, thing. that's awesome. I, I, I won't. I won't make you wait until <laughs> next February, or yeah. no, no, sorry, February 2020. Is he booking the diary? That he's, he's booking that far in advance now, is he? 
If I remember, Clive, when we were talking about DS9, we did mention it. I did actually, if I do recall, we did say, oh, we'll get you on again. So I think I've actually... <laughs> have you just, just retconned that comment? Have you just retconned that into yeah. our previous comment? Yeah. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that's why you Star Trek podcast. Jimmy, stop digging. You can, yes. You can, you, you, I'm going to stop digging now. It's like you're mining, it's like you're mining down lithium on Laura Pento with the speed you're going to work, John. <laughs> It's uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always free to come on, you know. It's, I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Don't have to be on Deep Space Nine. It can be on anything at all. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anything, anything. anything. Except yeah. hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza. Pizza. What are you having for lunch next week? And I can't name. Uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure. I always come on. I always have a good. I always have a bit of a laugh. It's great. Um, okay. And I apologise once again to anybody who's listening. Because I just have to every time I'm on. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, so on that note, where can where can everybody find you? <laughs> well, they can find you two outside Wayne's house right now. If they need now. <laughs> the scary thing is that's not beyond the realm of possibility. No. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Rambling uh, on again. Where can they find you, Wayne? Where can people find you if they want to have good quality Star Trek conversation as opposed to this rabble of school children? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mate, you've what been on track, mate. You... Vincent, um, track off. Oh, you took track off, didn't you there? Just checking. We, we sponsor it because we gave them the quiz books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you did. you know. We, we still use those quiz books to this day. It's, it's the easiest way of making low-quality content. <laughs> That Trekmate is so used to. So no, if you want subpar Trekmate pod, uh, Star Trek podcasts, uh, you can catch us at trekmate.org.uk or find us on any iTunes, uh, Stitcher, any decent podcast catcher. And also you can find us over at youtube.com forward slash sci-fi collective, uh, as that is where we also do our uh, YouTubing stuff on star trek and more very good what about yourself clive oh well, that's <laughs> very nice you should ask there wayne because you know they ain't gonna ask me um well you can i'll cut you off i'll cut you off um you can find uh you can find me if, if you, you want uh, poking, like, he's outside in the van he fucking cut you off again come your fuck's sake Jesus Christ! I really, I, I'll tell you what, if we keep if we keep swearing, they've got so much editing to do. It's going to be oh, brilliant. Oh, we don't care about that anymore. So, ah, just if, if you swear, you swear. Don't mind. It's like, eh, these days, <laughs> not suitable for work. Great. <laughs> um, so, so um, you can find you can find if you want uh, as a <laughs> to, to, to sort of parallel way if you want low quality low cost Star Trek writing of, of a variety of subjects you can find me at Scost S O S K I forgot the address scost.co.uk so that's s-k-o-s-t.co.uk uh at the walk core on twitter i'm on facebook i'm on probably everything i'm not on tinder i'm not on grinder <laughs> i'm not on any of those kind of sites I, i'm not on google plus because nobody bloody uses it and uh and that's about it really and i'm, I'm probably never going to be on this podcast ever again <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, that I was, ends. Hey, hey, I was going to say, do you, do you remember? Sorry, last one. Do you remember Star Trek Riser? Do you remember Star Trek Riser, guys? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jake, Jake from yeah, we 
tumbleweeds, yeah. deltals. What happened to that? Anyway, there you go. Another podcast for another day. We did. <sighs> there you we go. Did do an episode, we did do an episode with Jake. Uh, Star Trek. What was it? Role playing, I think it was. Wow. So, we've, wow. Got an we've got an episode for everything. Yeah. What do you have? For, no, I'm not going to ask what you know. No, no, let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. It's not good. At the rate we're going, boys, we'll be having breakfast together. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you both. Thank you all, you both, you guys for coming on. Um, had a fantastic time. <laughs> Wayne and I are podcasting next week. <laughs> yeah. Where we talked, we talked a lot of rubbish. I say talked a lot of rubbish, but we talked a lot about a load of stuff, and I shot myself in the foot. Yeah. So. <laughs> Congratulations on reaching the hundred episodes. Yeah, thank well, you. well done. Thank it's you. been a great job. Well done. Yeah, so we hope you guys have all enjoyed listening and we'll be back obviously with our yearbook, which will be our last episode of twenty eighteen. So yeah, thanks again for coming on guys. We really do appreciate thank you taking you. the time to chat with us. Alright? Bye. 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 Bye.